I spend all day, every day thinking of a reason not to go to the gym. <laughs> Since like I was a white belt. I check every joint and every muscle in my body every day looking for an injury. And yet I still go <laughs> all the time. And I, I mean, I, as much as I can go, right? Like, and if I don't go, I lay that, sit at home and I just hate myself for not going. Um, so you need things, right? Like, and it's only going to get worse. It doesn't, I don't think it gets better. Right. Like, cause now you go and then you're like, Oh, I'm going to go against this 26 year old black belt. Who's going to use me as like a, a dummy. <laughs> and you know what I mean? It's, or I'm going to have our instructor lay on me and try to like <laughs> pop me like a zit, you know, like he didn't seem to do that as much as he used to. What is up everybody. And welcome back to the Pohada podcast. As usual, I am Matt Browse, the host of these conversations. I'm also the guy behind the camera at Pohada photography. Please do follow both of those on your social medias at the Pohada Podcast and at Pohada Photography. This time around, we've got another Black Belt episode. He's got one of the more unique stories to Black Belt in Jiu-Jitsu and frankly has a lot to say about it and about things. So without too much further ado, my friend Corey. Say something for me. Hello. How long do we do this for? I don't know. Okay. It's <laughs> the rules. I'm just kind of no, going with know. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me back up here a little bit. I got my water so I get ready for the big day for tonight. I've been there a couple. I missed a week and a half. Of what? Jiu-jitsu. Why? Why did I miss? Yeah. Life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every time somebody says they've been out for a week, I assume injury. So I'm always no. like, why? What's up? I just, you I'm know. a kid. Yeah, you're a father and a husband and you have a job. <laughs> yeah. good, good for you. Skip a day. I know. but it, It's one of those things where it's like if you if you miss, it's not like part of it is like it's the comeback, right? Like, oh, oh I fell behind. I'm, I'm going to be exhausted, you know? Like it's that weird. Yeah, I had a, uh, a guy this morning. Oh my God, I'm in a blank on his name. I feel bad. But he's a purple belt, been around forever. And was like, uh, I managed to find my way to mount. And he kind of whispered to me, he's like, there's a good chance I tapped a cardio here in a second. Because before we started, he was like, well, I've been here three times since May. I have not been oh, training. Wow. You know? And I was immediately like, I know that deal. Man. Dude, that's the worst. If I miss two days, I feel like I, the I next time is like When I was that. a blue belt, I trained once, I, once a week for like months. If not even years. Just because schedule and life. Yeah, I went back to school. I got my master's degree. Had a Ugh. kid. Um, all that. Got married. <laughs> new job. And it just like, it was miserable. Yeah. I hated jujitsu. Because the problem is if you only train once a week or once every two weeks, it's suddenly like you care about how you do in the gym. So then what ends up happening is you sure. All, you only do your best move, so then you learn nothing. Right. And then the reason you suck is because you're just beyond exhausted. Right. Like after the second round, you're just like, I'm going to puke on somebody. So then you just even get more spazzy to try to cover up your puke feeling. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you have the same like shitty, rusty blade every Monday. Yeah. You know, you know how like oh, by the absolutely. end of the week, you're kind of sharp on the move from class yeah. and you've been rolling with it a little bit. You can't learn anything. New yeah. Because nothing sticks. So for me, the biggest thing when I when I was thirty two ish, maybe thirty three, I my wife and I like we had like a moment. Like I was like the six year blue belt guy. Mm -hmm. Six years at blue belt or yeah. six years too. Okay, no, at blue belt. Yeah, 
I was, I was, I had the, this, the, this, what the stamp or whatever is the longest blue belt in the gym. I was that guy <laughs> for a while. You're just the forever blue belt. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. People would be like, dude, how long you been? They'd be like, the answer was not as long as Corey. There's <laughs> <laughs> more than Corey and less than Corey. That's yeah. Six, was, six years is a while. It was forever. And so I, uh, just cause of stage of life, like where yeah, you it was a hundred percent stage of life. Like, yeah. like I, so I always tell people like you start, a lot of people start when they're like, you know, you're single, you're 25, 26, 24, you're youngish, you yeah. know, all the time in the world. So you're training like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why people quit at Blue Belt because then you get into it, then two or three years. Then what happens when you're 30? You get promotions, you get married, you get maybe have kids, you go back to school. Yeah. So they Life have, gets so you real. Have lawn work to do on the weekends yeah. and stuff. But then yeah. this weird thing happens in your late 30s. You realize, like, I don't have any friends anymore. I figured out my job and now my kids are older or I'm, you know, whatever, right? I've done with all that stuff and now. I have tons of time to train. Yeah, yeah. You can bring your kids with you. They're that five, too, they're five right? years old. You're yeah, going to class. Right? Exactly. And so then at that point, then I started training four days a week minimum since, you know, for the most part I tried to, and then the last couple of years, like more like three, but I trained four days a week for a good six years, like nonstop, never missed. Yeah. And then I got all that to Brown belt. And then for the most part, I stick with it now except COVID of course. Right. Yeah. Other complicating variables. There's yeah. always complicating variables. Uh, yeah. When when did you start? Two thousand five. Oh my goodness! So I started in South Korea. I didn't live here. I knew that. There's like yeah. three things I knew about you. That's one of them. Yeah. What, what's what's um, this is maybe a dumb question. What's it? I mean, what's jujitsu in North Korea? I mean, South Korea. Thank you. Sorry, did I say North Korea? Yeah, you said North Korea. There's no, no jiu-jitsu. North Korea. There are no people. There may very well be jujitsu in North Korea, but there are definitely not people there that are training that are <laughs> yeah. from outside. Who knows, man? Yeah. Anyway, in South Korea. I mean, is it fundamentally the same jujitsu experience that like, so I'm having right now? So when I started, it's it. When I started, it, there was. It, I like to think of like I'm like kind of the, what maybe the third wave. Like Ishmael is like the second wave. I'm yeah. like the third wave. Yeah, I totally think of it that way too. Since right? starting this podcast, I'm like, okay, there's these like two cats, maybe three here. Yeah. And then there's this whole group of guys, yeah. and then this group of people. Yeah. So I'm like the full, like in the middle of like the second wave, the third wave, mm. right? Um, so when I started in Korea, it was we the only gym in Seoul, and there's like 50 million people live in Seoul. It was our gym. There was an MMA gym. Did you say the, 50 million people? No, sorry, 20 million live in Seoul. 50 million live in the country. Oh, my. Okay, 20 million then? Yeah. Holy crap. And so we had the only gym at the time. And actually, there was this guy named John Franco. He he kind of brought it over. He's an American dude. He was a professor there, like PhD. Insanely fluent in Korean, the whole spiel. So he brought mm. it over, and then uh, I just found it. I, like, I, I wanted to learn something different. Um, I was tired of going to the gym, as I said. I wanted to learn how to protect myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm painfully passive-aggressive. So I need an out <laughs> so I don't go insane. Um, and so I started doing jujitsu, right? And I remember I walked in the gym the first day and this was, there was no YouTube or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. I read somewhere online that if you're, you know, I narrowed it down to like jujitsu and kickboxing, you know, cause we used to watch pride and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then I walked in the gym and there was another American dude there named Dan. And he looked at me and, and I was like, should I do this? <laughs> and he goes, he's like, do you want to learn how to fight or something like something like that dumb? Yeah. And I was like, and he was the same size I am. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And I signed up. I thought my original plan was the last three months and then I'd quit. I thought I'd be good enough in three months. Um, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. So. Whoa, say that last sentence again. 
Like I didn't know this was a whole life thing. So I thought, oh, in three months I'll be good enough so I can quit and I can take yeah, care of Yeah, quit, learn how to fight real quick and then I'll be all yeah, right. I didn't know. Like I didn't know. I never oh. met a person that did a martial art in my entire life. So you, yeah, you're coming in raw. You didn't spend yeah. two, two years talking to your buddy who did it. No, because no one knew what on it was. YouTube. Sure, sure. No one had, people knew what judo was, right? But no one knew, jujitsu was completely non-existent. And the idea that like, I don't know, I think like like the world that I lived in, people who fought played hockey, <laughs> you know? Like, right. Or they were the bar fight guy, right? right like right. this yeah. idea that like, I'm going to learn to fight. I never met a person who did that. Yeah. Yeah, Dal- um, Dalton didn't learn to fight. He just knew how to fight. Yeah. That's Roadhouse reference. Uh, okay. I like that movie. I watched the yeah. last couple years, couple years ago. <laughs> On Amazon. Yeah, but you just you're just a bad mother, so you know how to fight. Yeah, exactly. So I I, I did that, and then I, I the, so at the time, and I'm probably still this. It's not as much anymore. But the the biggest advantage for me there is like, generally people are smaller, mm-hmm. and I'm tiny. Yeah. So like I didn't. There was no one your size. Like, the biggest guy in the gym would have been like, you know, we had one dude that was like a hundred kgs, and he was like, and it was just like. That's mind boggling. Yeah. Like the average person was like, why is that? 60, 70 kgs is what we go by, of course, over there, like, which is like 150, 160 pounds. Thank you. You know, like, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it, it, like, I, you know, the idea that like they're big people. And so everyone, and everyone does a guard there. Everyone's a guard player, or they were again when I started. Sure. It was all guard, just not non. No one ever didn't pull guard. It was like the Halio thing. Like I'm a tiny dude. Yeah. I need to learn how to keep you. Another off thing me. there is most people. Everyone's really flexible because all these guys who trained jujitsu, a lot of them did taekwondo when they were kids. Yeah. So, so like hips can open up. Nice. So doing the splits is nothing. Mm-hmm. Like it's funny. I always joke. Like here, like people think I'm like the flexible guy. There, <laughs> I was by far the least flexible person. Not even in the same world. Like, like it's insane. Like every guy can could do the splits. Because they did Taekwondo until they yeah. were like 18. You can't do Taekwondo if you can't do the splits, right? Like, um, it's a tough one, you know, to do the flying kicks and the, the fun, like Van Damme style kicks and yeah. stuff. Like, <laughs> you have to be able to do the splits. That, that, that's wild as like a case study, like dramatically different just size, oh. but then also like physical culture norms. Yeah. So it's an entirely different experience. Totally that's different. That's wild. It's totally different. And how, the, how long did you train there? I trained there until I was a brown belt. Brown belt that I, I maybe had one stripe. I lived there for 14 years total. Mm. Yeah. Now, that's a, incredibly different than what I had in my head. I knew you had started out there, but I figured it was like you know, yeah, a year no. or two and then come out here. Okay, so, I, yeah, I trained wild. from there. I lived there from 2002 to 2014. What for? Why were you out there? 2016, sorry. Yeah. yeah. What were you doing out there? Uh, originally, I just wanted to have fun. Um, I was just 22 years old. I wanted to go. I taught English as a second language, and then... You know, this is the, this is what the story I always tell my students every semester. I went there, I wanted to have fun. You know, I graduated college and was like, I'm not corporate material. That's not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to do something else. Like, so I went. A buddy actually convinced me to go there, and then he didn't even go. Um, so I ended up going by myself. And then a few months after being there, I met someone who's now my wife. Um, and I thought, like, this is what I want to do. Why do I want to come back? Like, life is good here. It's so easy. Um, being an expat is, is a different, especially then it was such a different lifestyle. And so I just sort of like kind of climbing the ladder in that category or in that little like niche of being an English teacher. Mm-hmm. And then like I played hockey over there with other foreigners and got into, you know, I had a huge group of friends. There were a bunch of us there that were all like English teacher expats, single, same age, 
you know, from the U.S. My friends are mostly from Canada. You know, we get along. That's I've realized Minnesotans are much more similar to Canadians than we are to someone from, say, like any of the southern states. For that sure, matter. sure, sure, sure. Which you know? would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're kind of so you got a whole hockey team over there of, yeah, we of foreigners, all, as yeah. you call them. Yeah. And you play against the local teams or what? Uh, we did at the end. In the beginning, it was sometimes we did, though. We would play <laughs> different. We'd set up things and stuff. And it was just, you know, like. Hockey world is, I mean, you're friends with some of the hockey guys. Like, you have a picture on your wall. Like, that that world is very different than the jiu-jitsu world. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it's it's play, party, play, party. Like, and party hard. Right. Um, and so when you're in your 20s and you're, you know, single, whatever, and you're living in another country, like, you can't have any. It's just the time of your life. I used to say it's like extended college. You know, we all had pretty good jobs and, like... Yeah, we had just an awesome life. This is young and wild and free. Yeah. Well. yeah. And then you start turning, you know, you get late, around like 30, we all started to start looking in the mirror like, oh, we should get our shit together. Like, and we all, out of our group, they'll say there was 30 of us. I bet like 25 of us probably went back to school, got master degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in a massive wave. And now almost everyone's gone. Everyone has good jobs, doing different things. Yeah. Yeah, we all kind of like, all right, it's time to grow up now. <laughs> uh, do you- I'm losing my train of thought. It happens all the time to me now. But the jiu-jitsu Speaking thing. Of old. So I used to train when I come back here, though. So, so I, you'd come back to visit and yeah. pop into gyms and so stuff. So I've known Jeremy, like Jeremy Clark, right? It's last name. Mm-hmm. I've known him since he <laughs> he was a white belt. Mm. I knew him before he owned the gym. Like we trained together. Yeah. Um, and then I came back one summer. I come back every summer. And so like I knew John Grills. Like that's how I got it. Sure, sure. That's how sure. I got to Ishmael was because of him. Right. Um, he, I came back one summer and he was teaching and then I think Ish maybe, was no John was John was okay um, this is before they moved this is their old place um, Jeremy and the top team moved and so yeah he was one that introduced me to like he's like dude you gotta go to that gym it's the best so I never even met him and I just wa- I bought a house in Sam's Park and walked in the gym I was like this is where I want to train because mm-hmm. like, I heard you I, I really respect John's like Jiu Jitsu world and like we never hung out I've never hung out with the guy outside of a gym before but right. I, I just it's, it's not it's not great so don't know <laughs> I like this vibe though and, and it sold me and I was like this is where I want to train at you know yeah yeah I want to be on the, I want I, I'm not a big competitor guy but I always want to be on the best yeah when when I was uh, the third or fourth time I was talking to a couple of buddies of mine about where to train and whatnot because mm. where I live here you're you're shot down the road from like five six that's true pretty right? good choices I mean there's there's actually a, a good amount of decent places to train. And he said something like, Chris Claviter said something like, well, if you want to be a badass, just head down to M Theory. And I was like, I don't, but that sounds like the joint. You know, it's not my intention really, but I'm, I'm down for the culture of it or whatever. So what like lineage were you under? Who did you train with out in Korea? We, we were Hicks and Gracie. Okay. Um, he, he, it's actually, so he, one of his direct students is in, is in Tokyo. Okay. And then we were under that gym. Um, yeah, it was good, but it's there. It's a tough style, at least where we were. It was, it's a tough style to hold students a long time, because it's very like conservative jujitsu. It gets boring. Extrapolate on that. Like, no Baron Bolos, no, no. <laughs> the first thing you yeah. say. <laughs> but like, if you want to do like the leg lock world, if you want to do any modern jujitsu, right? Which is yeah. if you turn on YouTube for five seconds and watch a match, you see it. Right. Worm guard or whatever you're, you know, yeah. everyone. By, by modern jujitsu, we say. 
2015. Well, no, but we're, we're fundamentally we're talking about the things people are currently doing. Yeah. It's not like newfangled ideas that somebody right. has. It's the stuff that's happening right. now. You Ours can't really was, You know, that. like just very like, and it, and it was kind of a, like a, I don't want to use strict, but it was a strictest gym. Like you had to do for the most part that way. Sure. You know, and, and when you're new, it's, 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 I'm really, really thankful because now like. I knew like you have a great foundation of jujitsu. Like you can do all the basics really well. Like, and everyone could by the time they got the purple belt. Like, you know, and sometimes maybe I'll, you'll see people at other gyms or whatever, and you're like, you, they're really good at tournaments and stuff, maybe even. But then like they're not like there's big holes, right? Sure. As long um, as they can play their game, this is going to go exactly, well. But once right? they're outside of that, okay. yeah, right. And and I think that's a, an important thing. But unfortunately, the like retention rate is not very high, right? Because yeah. I mean, jujitsu should be a lifelong thing. If you want to do it for 20, 30 years, like, I don't think you got to be able to change it up. Right. Like, just do the same thing every day. Then then you're just going to the gym and lifting a weight every day. What's the difference? Well, yeah, then you compare it to, like, what the image we'd have in our head of a karate practice. Like, how many different ways can I punch and kick? Like, four each. Exactly. Okay, we need to add some zest to this experience because if it's just the punches and kicks, we're going to get bored at like month right. nine. Exactly. Let's start right. breaking boards. Let's start doing demo. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. Like there's got to be something other than just those handful of things. Yeah, and I mean I, I've, I've completely like rebuilt my jiu-jitsu three times now. I guess so I had it. I came here. I got destroyed, adapted. Then I, read, I learned the Baron Ball. I read it, all that. Then I got sick over covid not COVID. I got sick over COVID time. And so I rebuilt it all again then. Cool. Okay. So let's start with phase one is fundamental old yeah. school Hickson yeah. Gracie Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. Tell me like, what's your game in that phase? Like what, uh, what, do you, what were you working? What do you like to do? So I would just do obsessive. My, my big thing was this, was that like on offense and stuff, it, it seemed to kind of work like, it was, but I'm not athletic enough to be able to shut down all the different guards that were coming. Sure. And what ends up happening is that because you're only doing those like very basic, like, you know, open guard, conservative sweeps, you know, like, uh, you know, maybe someone's doing a lasso or, or like, I mean, not that that's bad, but you know what I mean? Like there was really limited what people could do. Um, and then when you go to tournament, you, you see people doing like, I'm going to, this guy's doing a barren bow. This guy's doing leg locks. This guy's doing, um, like a lazy lasso. This person is doing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like going down the list of things. You, you have no, you're like, I've never seen that before. That's what mm-hmm. kills you. It's not like doing it is not bad, but if you're not around other people that are doing everything else, by the time you racked, the five minutes is done and the match is over. Mm-hmm. And so when I first came to, in theory, like the first four months, I started in September. I feel like January, I remember going home and telling my wife, like, I'm back. Like, oh my gosh, I can win again. Like, I don't think I tapped anybody out of four months. Like, cause I was just constantly chasing, you know, right. like I'm not like an athletic freak where you can just like, just kind of will your way through. Sure. So sure. I was just constantly like trying to figure out, you know, in our gym, which is, I think is great is that like, and that's why I think people last a long time. We have a very high retention is because you're free to do whatever style you want. Yeah. Which then like allows your brain to like learn all these different styles. Right. Right. right? And that's everybody's getting exposed to everything. Yeah. So then when you go to a tournament, you're not shocked regardless of what that person throws at you. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, I've seen this before. I know what's up. Right. Um, maybe you can't stop, but you've seen it. Yeah, I can't name it and I can't stop it, but yeah. I know where we're going with this. Yes. So I got a chance yes. along the way. Yeah. And if you've never seen it though, and you've, you're training all these hours and training hard, and then you've never, but you're just going, guys, everyone in the gym is doing the same thing. Like, if you're not going to win, if that other person is just a hint better than you, 
like the odds of like it's hard to come at them right well it boils down to okay i'm gonna lose a match simply because my instructor wouldn't teach me the thing that yeah. that guy did yeah and you phrase it like that it just i never knew i never knew how leg locked i came to our gym every fucking day now that's all it is with now. The leg locks. i know <laughs> i mean now like like no gi like i think like the leg lock no gi thing is the funnest thing in the world i absolutely love it mm-hmm. i don't get it but i love it yeah yeah, yeah. it's I love the idea that it's no more, no longer like grip and rip. <laughs> sure. It's, yeah, grab it and go. There's there's like tactical. Like you yeah. can make the other person concede almost like. They're like, right. yeah, you got it. I love that. Much safer anyhow. Yeah, and it's so complicated. Your mind is just going a billion miles an hour. Yeah, I usually, once like we're legs to legs and we're not in a guard, we're in an entanglement. Yeah. I, I'm just ready to tap. Right at that point, because yeah. I, I got no idea. That's so I got, fun. Though. I got nothing for you. I'm like, there's a puzzle I can't play. Look at you. You got your grip. Okay. I think We're how done. much I've changed in the last, like how much I've learned in just the last six months. Yeah. Well, well, probably like 10 months now. It's it, my, it blows me away. And yet you still go against so many guys in the gym and you're just like, I don't understand how they do that. Yeah. Like across, how, across the levels too. Yeah. Yeah. My mind, my mind can't. For example, if we're like going and someone does something, I can see an armbar from a mile away, regardless of how good they are. Like, I, oh, there's an armbar, there's an armbar, there's an armbar. Mm-hmm. I can't see a leg lock like that. Like, I have to go step one, step two, step three. Okay, now you're in there. Sure, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Like, there has to be a funnel. Right. And that's what drives me crazy. I don't, I can't get my brain to, because you're thinking, you're, you're not using your hands, right? You're using your legs. Right. You're picking them up in the air and you're twisting your legs with their legs. And what's funny is like when I do the Baron Bolo, I can, I've learned how to, to pummel and I can, I've got like how to re-bolo and stuff. I can do mm-hmm. that stuff pretty mm-hmm. well. I feel like I've gotten pretty good at it, like using my legs in that way. So I don't know why I can't translate that over into leg locks, but. Well, you can. You're just not there in yet. In time. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, you and I were talking about that the other day, how my impression so far in doing some bolo stuff is that it's like the, the fast track to helping you see jujitsu. Mm. In its entirety, because it's it itself is the spherical movement that yeah. we all talk about jujitsu being. Like it's this multi-dimensional movement mm. can go any d- given direction. So once you start drilling stuff by deliberately going upside down and yanking your opponent around the other direction, like you're you, I see stuff in other positions that I never would have seen before. It's and so true. Maybe it comes with just practice of those things more. Okay, I'll grant you that. But, but it's it, a whole it, new way of looking at yeah, it. Yeah, it seems to me that like once you start being able to think clearly upside down hmm. and starting to be able to like blindly work into the right direction. And using all four limbs together. Right? Yeah, right. It's And for me, it was the first time I ever looked at jiu-jitsu as a system. Yeah. Like I never, I always thought it was just like all these parts. Like I'm good at open guard. I have this sweep. I have this pass. I have this submission. I have right. here. I have there. But then when I started learning the Baron Bolo for the first time, I was like, dude, there's a system here. Well, the old school stuff in my head, and like the, when you see it presented, it's one, two, three. Mm. This is one, two, three. You know, this grip, this grip, you know, off yeah. balance, kick that knee. Yeah. It's all very one, two, three, four, boom, you did it. Well, uh. Good luck describing Barambolo that way. You can't, no I way. Mean, okay, take this grip, but then, like, okay. Yeah. What? <laughs> it just it immediately becomes poetry instead of math. And that's why there's no defense for it. There's no, like, this is how you stop. Even when you watch the, you know, the best in the world do it, like, Real Brothers, Hoffa, and them, right? Like, 
no one has every person go they go against does something different because mm. there's no like it looks it looks to me it. as the guy applying the barambolo in uh-huh. air quotes is applying steps yeah okay and the guy being barambolo'd is scrambling for the most part every time you it's, have to. it's i'm carefully executing what i want and you have to scramble versus like two people scramble right you know what i mean it's, yeah. it's like a one-man scramble and you're usually screwed, it seems. Like. And even when you watch, like, those, you know, you, again, you're going to the top guys in the world and the women in the world, like, when they do it, like, none of them do it the same either. Yeah. Like, you, it's it seems so, like, unique to that person's body, like, how they're, how flexible they are or whatever. Like, they're, they're so, they all, they break off in different parts to go down to different paths, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I, I drilled, I did uh, Aiden from, uh, Aiden from Black Arrow. Yeah. Was down at M Theory for an open mat last Friday or something. He was in town for a concert and just wanted to, yeah. to roll or He's whatever. And he did the what's the hook with the foot you do after twister hook. The twister hook. Yeah. I've never felt that. That's the one I told Pe- you I was addicted to that. People day. okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 okay. People have done it. Like Siobhan or something yeah. when we're drilling and stuff. But it, it was like not like this. Yeah. This is different. <laughs> you know, just slight different angle, probably yeah. a little different mobility, just yeah. able to get a better grip up there. But it was like, ow, like, ow, tap. It's a game Can I tap to that? Like, yeah. you know, and again, everyone's version of that bolo is going to be different. And now you know I was addicted to it. Yeah, for sure. It, That's the other thing I know about you. We've only chatted a few uh, times, right? I don't think I've ever rolled with you or anything. No but, way. Um, You're on my no touch list. Okay, fair. The, <laughs> it's the smell. I, I have, a, I have a, my mind is always this. If that person gets mad at, could they throw me through the window? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get mad. So, but it doesn't so matter. The point is, uh, could they, yeah. could I have you in a, any submission or any move? Could you stand up and throw me through a window? <laughs> yes, you could. Okay. We're not rolling. <laughs> uh, so I, I know your whole list actually. That's funny without you saying it. But uh, the other thing I know about you is that you were the guy who showed up and said, I want to learn Barambolo. Uh, and, I'll just flat out say it. Dixon explained this to me once huh. that everybody was like, "Really, you're kind of yeah. an old guy. What do you? Yeah. Mean, why do you want to do the?" Yeah, you made fun of me on a podcast. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. one of the biggest jujitsu podcasts in the world. Probably <laughs> you made fun of me on that. Uh, so when did you start? What? How old were you when you started doing bolo? Yeah. So I, my, the long story is I did a tournament when I was a blue belt, and someone actually baron bolo on me. And I remember thinking, like, what is that? So I was in my 20s, probably. Yeah. Right? Um, and, like, I remember, of course, everyone everybody knew Huffle was obvious. Even I was in Korea, people know who he is. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and this was, you know, like, the beginning of the kind of the YouTube phase, right? Sure. And so I always wanted to learn how to go inverted. But no one in my gym knew how to invert. Not even. And then we did have one young kid, like, he was, like, 18, who figured it out on his own. And he actually started competing. And I think he came to the U.S. a couple of times, won a couple like decent sized tournaments. And I was hmm. like, oh, this, he's doing the Barambolo, you know. Hmm. And then, um, so I always wanted to learn it. And then, I, as I said, I came to our gym and I just, Marcus was like 20, I think. And he would just, he just owned me. Mm-hmm. The same move. Endlessly. And this isn't like today's Marcus like owning you. This was like a different like right. he's a boy. <laughs> right. And he can do like this baramolo thing at will. And why right. do I just lay there like an idiot? Like, <laughs> you know, and, and at the time he was only in our gym that did it, really. And then and I didn't know anyone. I was new to the gym, right? Yeah. And so my wife we went to Korea and we came back for we went on vacation and I must have been talking about my wife was just like, just ask him to teach you. Yeah. Just ask him. So yeah. I would have been thirty seven. 
And so she was like, just, so I, I worked in the gym and I was like, dude, can you teach me how to do the bear and bowl? Well, like, you know, he was a purple belt. I was a brown belt. I was old. He was young. Yeah. It's a um, weird deal, but right. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. He's like, sure. And so I started meeting him like three days a week, six, seven. I, I meet him at six or 7 a.m. in the morning in the summer. And this, two things I won't, besides the bear and bowl side, no tear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is when I realized like, it was actually one of the biggest moments in jujitsu life for me because he would train somewhere else before he, he trained one or two hours before he would meet me at 7 a.m. He'd already trained one or two hours. Come meet me, train for an hour. Get in his car, drive top team, do their class. Then I think he like came back and did our morning class. And then he would like go and then he would do, of course, the evening classes, all of them. And I was like, you train more in one day than I do in like two or three weeks. Like, why am I getting mad? And it was like a really like, it was a great moment for me. Right. right. From that moment, I, I stepped back and was like, and that's why like today, if I roll a Siobhan, I don't care if he destroys me because I know how hard he trains. Like, yeah, yeah. and it, it made jujitsu enjoyable. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, well, and from a teammate perspective, like you want Siobhan to give you a yeah. hard time. That means he's moving forward. I know, but a lot of people don't, right? Right. The average person you probably ask yeah. doesn't like that, right? Yeah, but, yeah. but anyways, back on the thing. So I, he just started teaching me that. And I was like, you know, he's, you should keep working this. And he was, he was super nice and like really, he was awesome, obviously. And I don't think he'd ever taught anyone how to do it before either. Sure. Like this was like, again, this was before he was, he is what he is today, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I bet if you ask him, I bet that process improved his bowling. I'm sure, game. right? Because you start to have little realizations. Having taught a few things and coached yeah. a few things, like you immediately go, man, if I'd have known that 15 Probably, years ago. Right? Yeah. And then yeah. I, I became, it was the only move I, would, I did for at least 12 months, regardless <laughs> of who I went with. And, and so I started going only with white belts. Yeah. And they would just triangle me, armbar me, triangle me, armbar me at will. And I'd be like, tap, go again, go again. Go again. Like, cause they didn't know what I was doing. And then I just, and then I, I, I started watching. I learned how to like, I, to break down videos on YouTube for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like I would actually like play, pause, play, pause, play, pause, like really small, like in, like in a two, three section, right. second section on YouTube. Right. Like, and just see where, like, where's Hoffa grabbing? Where are the members grabbing? Um, and then I started to find other people. And then I had this weird chat with a buddy of mine who's an engineer. And he was like, dude, you need to be seeing like exactly where they grab. You need to see like, like break it down into like, you're, you're talking like breaking down and roll upside down. He's like, no, you need to break it down. Like the tiniest steps. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then I just, do I shift to the left or do I roll yeah, forward into right? it? those and, simple things? And I'm not very flexible. Like I can't touch my toes. Yeah. Um, you don't need to. Exactly. So I, I made some, I got started getting leg locks. I made some tweaks there. I think I showed you that the other day, but that mm-hmm. was the path I went down. And like, people were just like, dude. And then all of a sudden it started working like, yeah. you know, a few months by like, maybe so I started, we'll say in July with Marcus and by like November, all of a sudden it was like, dude, I can bolo people. And there were some, I, and I also noticed people wouldn't let, like people who are, who I think were much, who are better than I am. Mm-hmm. I won't say names, but like they would never let me get Delaheva hook. And it bothered me. And then one day it dawned on me like, dude, they're scared. They're, they know it. They're scared of the bolo. And yeah, I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> I've never, because there are people, of course, I never boloed in the gym, but like people that I came close to. And then I realized like, whoa, they would never like. Right. And you know what I mean? Like, and the it, success is not that you're getting the bolo. The success is that they know you're going there yeah. and they're stopping it. And the, that's yeah. when you made it. Right? Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. And then what's funny though is then I got sick and I, I don't do it anymore because it's a, it's a hustle move. Um, but now like people forget that I can do it 
and then sneak it in once in a while. No, they'll, or they'll do it to me, and I just read ball on the Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> people don't. Yeah, they have no idea. Like, oh, what? Yeah, I suppose that's true too. You, you, we we all probably when we're training get accustomed to certain things from certain people. Like Seth and I, we slap yeah. hands when we roll, and it's like, all right, who gets the half guard first? You know, you know, yeah, I mean? it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. we just know within reason. So if you have that little that little yeah. wild card and, and in your back pocket. It's anytime you like, it's crazy how often you end up with an upper. And this is why I think everyone should learn the Baron Bolo because it's insane how many times in a rule you end up with an, an opportunity to be inverted. And instead of panicking, getting out, like if you get inverted on someone, regardless of how good the other person is, you should be able to come with an ad, like a, ad, you're in a very good advantageous position. Like you should maybe probably not going to get their back, but you should be able to come out and at least get side or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really, really like, or make them really uncomfortable and they got to hustle hard, yeah. a lot harder than you do to get out of it. That's what I'm saying is, is the only response to someone solidly getting upside down yeah. on you and bowling you is a scramble ish. Right. And that's what I was saying. Like going back to like, like leg pummeling and like that yeah. stuff. Like it's, it's fun. And you know, like when I, Again, just like when I was learning, Sebastian was learning at the same time, and now he's a superstar. Oh my but god! We used to, and he. This is again. When <laughs> he's he was, on my duck list, by the way. When just... he was a kid, then right, he was like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's wait. Now he's twenty one. So, or is he twenty one? I don't know. Is he twenty? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Um. But anyways, he would. We would come and on like Friday nights, we would do. I remember we did some days like three rounds in a row, and the rule was you bolo, and then you go and tell someone gets the other person's back and then you just stop and do it again. Yeah. And like, that's how you, we learn to like really like navigate being both two people inverted. And like, I remember, I know for myself, I, I elevated like hugely because now you're like, someone's holding you upside down for minutes and you're thinking it through. Like, where are they? Where are they? How do I grip my grips? Where do I put my feet? Yeah. And you can't bail. <clears throat> no, because then right. they take your back, right? Well, yeah, yeah. And this this is the parameters. This is what we're doing. Yeah. There's, and, and there's and no it, safety net of like, okay, pull back to half guard. Yeah, and, no, because then you get, you're, you're admitting they're better than you, right? Like right, that, and right. You, everyone has pride. Um, but yeah, I'm, I think, I'm less and less prideful, but yeah, everybody has pride. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think it was, so that was my motivation to learn. I, and, and you know what? I always, I think it like, it, it's fun. Rolling upside, I feel young. Yeah. I feel like, like, I think, what do kids do? Kids do somersaults and yeah. tumbling and slips off the diving board. and The fountain yeah. of youth is the barren bolo. It is, right? And yeah. that was one of the reasons I wanted to learn it. Like, why, why can't I? Everyone's just like, you're old. You can't learn. Why? I can do a freaking somersault. Right. If you can do a somersault, <laughs> you should be able to. Yes. It should be easier than a somersault because you've got grips to yes. lever with and whatnot. Uh, and, you know, and I, I obviously, I, I learned one. And people would be like, oh, you're going to hurt your neck or whatever. One time I did it on someone who I shouldn't have. And I got smashed, mm-hmm. and then I learned, you know, just if you can, if if you can take the person down without a bolo, don't do a bolo, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, because they're the ones that's gonna hurt your neck, right? Because right? Right, they're gonna right. sit on you. But if you need to use the bolo, that means they're good enough to know that don't sit on this person. Right. And then that's where some of the youth probably plays in because I remember. This is a couple of years ago when I would have had something resembling an advantageous situation going on with Siobhan. Yeah. But he inverted and I had like my right knee on the back of his left heel mm. pushing it to the floor and my left hand on his other heel pushing it to the floor. <laughs> and I'm looking right down at his face. His yeah. face is between his feet. And I pause. I'm like, are you good? Because yeah. this is ridiculous. Yeah. And he's like, oh, dude, this is right where I want to be. He said it just like that. I was like, that's 
fucking madness, man. But it made me immediately curious. Like, okay, he's got the flexibility and all that uh, to be there and to survive, but he's also tactically aware and ready to go in this horseshit position. I did, though. The one thing I did do is I used to watch TV, and I would put my feet on the mat on my head, on the floor behind my head. Mm-hmm. Just like, because you, you have to be comfortable sitting for a long time. Yeah. Like that. Right. So I would do that regularly. That's my one motivating factor of dropping a few more pounds. Just a little more room in this yeah. midsection area to, to invert easier. But I, I think like, <laughs> like there's no, like the, I don't know. I, I often think like, why can't everybody do it? Like, why would you not want to do it? Like it's, it is so, it's the most fun move in jujitsu. I, yeah, I, I yeah. absolutely think so. Well, and then just backing up even further, it's it's another tool in your toolbox. Yeah. You know, you might not like close guard or play much from there, but you've got a thing or two you can do. Oh, absolutely. Even just transferring to something else. Yeah. Right? Did you, uh, like, tactically, strategically start with white belts applying that and work your way up? I did. Mm, I did it a little bit, and then I realized, like, I, I don't really roll with white belts. I don't. I don't want to get hurt. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm soft. I, the, the key is, is, is actually what you want to roll with to start out as someone who knows jujitsu well and someone who's who I consider soft, meaning like not soft, like they're not good, soft, soft, meaning they're not stiff. Yeah. yeah. Like, so then I would like, I started becoming more aware of like who the, like the kind of people that are not really stiff in the gym are. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of skill level and then like oh look at that person's really like they move really well and then i'd start to bolo them all the time so uh, obviously so hopefully starting with lower belts um that was a big thing right like so some people like 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 some there were people in our gym i apologize after the round i'd be like i'm sorry like i just bowled you like attempted like 15 bolos in a six mm-hmm. minute round and they're and i just know they're like i fucking hate this guy yeah. <laughs> so much because I refuse. Because even sometimes what I do is I, I would get it and then let them go. Right. You're, do you're doing thing. that same. I'm here's my parameters. Once yeah. I get here, I'm gonna move yeah. on. Yeah. And just like so, that imagine like like I, I they're being drilled on. Yeah. Is what it. They're literally being drilled <laughs> yeah. on, and they yeah. but they're not good enough to stop it. Right. So then they can't stop it. And but I guess that's my question: is you, you deliberately start low enough while still safe? I'll grant yeah. you that. Because you can sort of sloppily enter some of that stuff. Because yeah. they're like, why is his foot under my thigh? And that's weird. Yeah. Oh, God. And then, yeah. You know what I mean? They just yeah. have no idea. But it gives you space and time to think a little yeah. and move. Your and the other two is, is getting people who are not really fast. All right? Like, if you yeah. get someone who's too fast, then, like, you can't catch them to get them to sit down, right? Mm-hmm. They don't sit long enough. Yeah. Um, so, like, older dudes are probably better. Like, our age. You know, or my age, anyways. Yeah, your age, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and the thirties, thirties is the key, yeah. not twenty. Officially, masters. Those are the old guys. Yeah. Um. You so, yeah. you said you don't really play it anymore, though. No. Uh, like, I started not so, consistently anyway. Yeah, like so, I had a bunch of health issues and during the in twenty twenty, and I, I couldn't breathe well. So like, I found like going upside down was just killing me. Mm. So that was the first time I my life I ever played top game. I started playing top much more often because your roots were a lot of guard playing. You weren't, a yeah. Big, so you weren't a big in, guard yeah. passer. One of my buddies always told me, like, who I, he's a black belt. He's got two stripes. He's a, you know he's one of the jujitsu obsessed lifers. He owns part of a gym and stuff in Virginia. He's the guy that I told you on I met in Korea. 
Cooper was like, mm-hmm. you're small. What else are you going to do? Punch <laughs> some of the, I think it was something more along the lines. Like, you think you can knock somebody out? You know, like, you have yeah. no hope. You weigh nothing. Right. Yeah. Um, your only hope is choke them out kind of thing. So we, you know, he's someone I really like. I respect and follow a long time. And he told me, and he gave me, he's like big into the goals and like teaching and all that stuff. Yes. And he was like, to be a purple belt, you have to be able to like, you know, you have to have a lockdown open guard, right? Like you can no longer like, like his thing was like, you have to have a lockdown open guard. So I just be obsessively played open guard nonstop. And I didn't stand. And then going into the Baron Bolo after that, I probably didn't stand up going into a round, like shake hands, stand up for probably like eight years. Mm-hmm. Like and it's zero exaggeration. Yeah. Like hundred percent of the time sit down regardless you know, so then I switched it after mm. COVID. I was like, "Oh, this is actually kind of." And then I thought I felt like I could control the pace better, which allowed me to control my breathing better um, when I'm on top. Sure. Yeah. Was it just like the, the compression of being inverted and kind of I think curled so. up? It yeah. was just starting to get to you. Yeah. yeah. As a fat guy who plays with bolo, I can I can yeah, feature right. That. Like that you just kind of like because you you're not you can't use your abs right when you're breathing. Then right. they're just cut off. Like you're only using your chest, right? Yeah. So you're not getting deep breaths at all. You're kind of like sipping. It's like know. being mounted really well. Yeah. Like, Why can't I breathe? Yeah. Mm. Right. Except you're doing it to yourself, <laughs> which is even worse. <laughs> That's funny. And when you're least you're mounted, you can if you want you can just kind of pretend and lay there. But in the bolo, you can't. You give up an arm so they tap you. And you can yeah. Run. Get off. Mm-hmm. So that's the bolo. I, I going back. I think everyone should learn it. I, my daughter's learning it. Um, I, I think it's. I think the bolo should be just like I can do close guard. I can do open guard. I can do baron bolos. I can do, you know, one of the pillars of yeah. Of right. Why structure. is it not one of like the fifth one? You know. Yeah. Instead of I do rubber guard or something. I I dig it because because yeah. Can I pass from the feet? Do I have a, a closed guard of some kind? Do I have an open guard? There, there is your kind of your pillars, and it's all integral to it all. But it's all very one, two, three. Yeah. Well, practicing jujitsu ain't one, two, three. Like Mm-mm. once you, when you start enjoying practicing jujitsu, it's when you realize this isn't just following the steps. It's a no a flowing spherical. Yeah. Figure it out as you go thing, and it's inherent to the to the bolo. It seems like. Yeah, it's it is right, and you have to rely on the technique. Yeah. I, I always think of like someone t- again told me this and I think it's super true like you're, you're going to the belts like you get your purple belt the day that you realize like to trust jujitsu and when you do the bolo you have to trust the bolo yeah boy like, do you. <laughs> you you know you have to right yeah. and it's such a different mindset like you can't muscle a bolo you can't yeah. speed through a bolo yeah. Like you have to believe. In I can try a sweep from half guard, like six, seven, oh, kind of off balance, pull, push and pull. And, yeah. and then eventually get it. Yeah. That's not how it's going to work with the bolo. No. That's kind of the reason I ask you, did you sort of strategically like apply the drilling mostly to the lower belts and then go to mm. blue and whatever? Cause it's kind of how I think about practicing jujitsu is like, there's, if I, if I have two rolls with a white belt, two rolls with a purple and two with a black, those are, Two, all dramatically different clusters of two. Mm, you know what for I'm saying? Sure. I, I mean, I'm slapping hands with a white belt thinking, okay, I'm, I'm hoping for this. And I slap hands with, like you, one of the one of the black belts. And, okay, I'm thinking, okay, uh-huh. here's my list of what I want to happen here. And like a new technique, the first person I ever tried to bolo was Ben Hicks, who's like 11. <laughs> <laughs> 
And he's like a yellow belt with a stripe yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ben, do yeah, I took yeah. a second. I was, yeah, yeah so Tom's kid. But like, it, it was like, okay, if I can't even enter it with this kid staring at this uh, giant that he got paired up with, you know. Yeah. And the kids' rounds are always fun. So it wasn't even me going under him. It uh, was him uh. being thrown up and around me, essentially. Yeah. But then I, I went to like a... Uh, you know, just a basically new white belt. And uh-huh. I, I mean, and this is just one or two one-off. All right, got the foot under there. Let's go. Yeah. How, how do you get into, into it in the beginning? Like now? You, usually, uh, it's me scrambling as they're passing knee shield, right? Mm-hmm. Or or I manage to wrap up a closed guard and either they stand up out of it or I open it up and slide into De La Hiva Yeah. And then sweep them to their butt. Because sometimes it's easier if you like do the De La Hiva, you know, like... Oh, like, like, I always think of this as like how I learned it was like you do the deli, pull them so they put a hand on the yep. on the mat, right? Yep, yep. And then pull them back. So yep. when they're falling, their momentum pulls you up right. and over, and then they become less scrambly. Yeah. Right. I've because tree trunk legs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I seem to have an extra second once we're both seated. Yeah. You know what and I'm saying? Because yeah, I, I, I wonder I, like how people. I, I guess like you're so big to sit. To, to sit seat you know yeah it, it's like this this caught we're sort yeah. of stuck and i mean the only thing i got is grips in yeah. general anyway so i'm uh. like hanging on like they're not going to get it back yeah so it gives me a second to be like oh right grab the pants you know yeah i still have yet to have the the courage to okay i know i've got that sweep they're falling to their butt and then leading in as they go yeah you know to watch watch siobhan drill that and just roll through uh. it it's just beautiful it's so much like we siobhan and i used to do that before covid came like we would practice that one a lot yeah that that changed a lot and he's he's taken it one more step beyond like i can do it. the way he does it is even better um but but yeah it looks like, fake uh, but they're you know you're just using their momentum right and then they spin you yeah which is that was a big thing for me I used to in the beginning that one of the hardest parts for me was I would overspin so oh, sure I, yeah because I, I, I was like, jumping in the spin so aggressive yeah that I would spin all the way around and then you're like next thing you know you're like looking at them in the face yeah. and you're like oh I guess I'm on side that's right. not what I wanted right but it worked I you know winning but like to like to, to that was a big thing for me to how do you go over spin as hard as you can and then stop. Right. So that you're underneath them and not, you know, like right, that right. seems like the way you just, you know, like it, that was a weird thing for me. Like that was a big step. And then getting into like, there's, there's an old video that the Menace Brothers put on, on YouTube where like, this is how you do the Baron Bolo. And they, they put their foot on the mat mm-hmm. and they push over. Mm-hmm. But then if you, you know, you watch anyone who's good at it, like they don't put their foot on the mat. They just go over with the momentum. Um, right. And that was another big one. Like, oh, so then I started thinking like I, I put something on my on my floor in my basement and like how do you spin without leaving the dot? Right? Like instead mm. of like if you do a forward roll, right, you're rolling forward, right? But that right. you want to be able to spin in a spot kind of thing. So you're yes. spinning like around their leg. But like you're not the, like actually the, moving. The cartoon roadrunner legs. Yes. I am motoring in a circle, but I'm not displacing it. Correct. And that's... then that's how you stay under them, right? And then right. Like, really tight and you know, because the more, you know, like, for example, my daughter who does it, like, she rolls way out wide and then rolls back in. Well, yeah. like, if someone, other person's actually moving, like, right. it's going to shut it down, right? That's a great visual. That actually, like, really helps me. So, yeah, like, I would put a mat <laughs> on the floor and then I would, like, I, I, like, you know, put my one foot on a mat. Like, imagine there's a hip and this one's here. And then I rolled over my, like, cat, my shin. Yeah. And then, but, like, I have to end up right there. 
right? And then you're just instead doing, of six feet over there, yeah, like right, or over here, over there. Like you got to end up right there. So now you're you're ending up right below like their legs, kind of in the crotch area. Yeah, right. Because it's all space. The yeah. farther I roll, that's more space for yeah. either of us to use, yeah. but certainly for and you. If you to and use. if you can do it slow, then like you realize when you're actually rolling, like I don't have to do all that aggressive. Yeah. Like I can just go over. Like people let you go over. It's such a weird when once you feel once they go start to go mm-hmm. underneath and you feel those legs go and you're like, Oh my god. Yeah. How do I what do I do? <laughs> and then you realize there are people that are easier to go under and naturally their certain bodies. Like stiff that's why big dudes are generally hard to bolo because what they'll do is they'll stiffen their thighs. Yeah, yeah. And then they, they don't give you that like kind of like I think of like you're sitting in a chair on your back. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what, does that make sense? So imagine if I'm sitting in this chair and you laid it backwards. So like now my I'm like upside down. Yeah. Like this. Like if I'm sitting like that, like if someone who drinks too much and they tip over backwards in the chair, <laughs> that's the perfect bolo position. Yeah. But big guys don't naturally go like that often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just go <laughs> like right. a two by four. Yeah. <laughs> like a tree. Yeah. So then it allow you can't lift their legs up as easy. Obviously, yeah. someone as big as you can, but if you're not as like a big person. But even then, there's a lot of weight that they're pushing down, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of heavy parts. Yeah. Big, big legs. And that's what I mean by getting into, are they stiff or are they not? Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> And you can talk to, like, anyone who bolos knows, like, talks about that all the time. Like, Right. You want to go with the... And that plays into just some of the conversations I've had with, like, like once Siobhan gets to the point where he's inverted, and then, he, again, he just, he's demonstrating or showing yeah. me or showing somebody something with it. He stays there and starts explaining shit. Yeah. Like, who has that mobility and that ability to breathe, you know? Right. Uh, but once he's there, he's got three options in mind. He has so many. Keep going that way, come back this way. So, like, if it's a very rigid, a stiff uh-huh. opponent, like you're saying, I don't have to keep going. Yeah. Come back around the other way, roll up the top side. Yeah. It's just it open again, opening up the sphere of jujitsu. Yeah, and everything is in front of you. Yeah. So when it's you, wild. for me, when I do, when they were stiff, I'd I usually roll through, and go all the way to the other side and just climb up. Sure. Because you can't even leg drag them, right? Because like <laughs> their legs don't bend, right? Like to get under them, like they're right. just stiff, like. And so you, but the thing is, that because they're stiff, they can't use their like their they can't push you off either, right? They can't hip escape out, you know. Talking about me, because the best defense, the best defense, I think, is is just the you just hip escape across the entire gym. So as soon as they go under, you put your hands on the mat, and you start just pushing like crazy person, and eventually they're gonna hit, stick, and you're gonna pull away from them. Yeah, does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. So that's the best defense. So if you're like want to hustle it out of there, so imagine if you were in a tournament, you would just hustle all the way to the corner out. Yeah, run. Yeah, literally run, run. from your butt. <laughs> but that's the only way, though. Because once they're in their web... Yeah, you're just going to sink deeper yeah. and deeper. Or and as deeper. like Jared says up in you know, Brandon, he's like, mm-hmm. like just, that was one of the other reasons he kind of inspired me in the bear ball, too, because he's like, the bear ball is like a crocodile. Like, once it grabs your leg, it's going to twist. Yeah. <laughs> it's not letting go. Yeah, Something, something's coming off or you're going with them. Yeah, and that's the bolo, right? Like, right. once they get underneath... Like you're gonna lose, you're doing some something's gonna happen. Yikes! Either you're gonna, and if you get out, you're gonna be exhausted. And so that's why I think it's so great. And now I'm correlating it with crocodiles or whatever, and it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I was. He was at a seminar before I could ever do it, and so that that was one of the, like my final like I gotta do this. Yeah. Yeah. 
and again at the, at the base level like learn all the techniques have some degree of all of them mm. right why why have mm. gaps but i think i think the problem with the bolo though is that going back why don't i even learn it is i mean by it has a huge learning curve yeah oh yeah yeah you know and you have to stick with it months before you ever see even the tiniest bit of results yeah. right like where if you learn any other move like you could drill it and go try it on the mat, and most of them will. You yeah. get something. Yeah, scissor sweep or something. Yeah. It's going to happen that or first Or get close week. at least. Yeah. Right? Like, You're going to see a glimmer of hope. You're not just going to get smashed. Where you think you do the bolo in the beginning, you roll upside down, your arm's out of place, your leg's out of That's what I was saying. Like, you're getting arm barred, you're getting triangle, you're getting leg locked. You're like, this person's been here a week and they're arm barring me. They don't even know what it is, and I'm right, tapping. Right, like, they right. literally have no idea what they're doing to me, and I'm tapping. Like, <laughs> You know, but then you get to the point where you're like, I'm just going to tap right away because, you know, I'm wasting time I, and I should be doing the bolo. I'm not going to fight. Right. Yeah. But yeah. but anyways, like, but your pride definitely <laughs> takes a bit of a beating because you're like, I could smash this person, but I'm doing this stupid upside down thing. And then you have a game. So I have I have entered a bolo effort against every belt level nice. uh, uh, across the board. Making no claim to have done it well, making no claim we tried, to have, have not done it without essentially their permission. Like <laughs> I did it on ish. Nice. Now, before I realized I was in a spot where I could hook the foot and take an entry, mm. he knew I was going to. Yeah. He's seen me drilling. He knows what's going on. And huh. he's given me nothing but space to work and practice yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went upside down and then I was mounted. So there's the other side of it. Like, okay, uh, this is frustrating against these low level people who have no idea what they're doing and right. here I am, you know, failing. And then there's like the guy that's teaching you jujitsu being like, mm, not quite, pal. Good job though. But like then it was you, literally you mounted. back on the drive home and you're like, What did I do wrong? Why did he get the mouth? And you're like, I don't remember. I was upside down. <laughs> and I, I watched it happen, though. Yeah. Like, I watched that leg. I was like, Oh, that leg's not supposed to be able to come up and around. And I was like, Hey, mount. I don't know. It was a quick guard pass kind uh, of thing, and then Mount was just like, "Oh, this is so stupid." But that's why the bolo is so hard, and that's why no one wants to learn it. Right? Yeah, it's that learning curve, like you said. It's, there's just no. I've never seen anyone skip it. You know, like think again, going back to the people who are really good at it. You have Marcus, you have Sebastian, and these are just our gym. Like, think how many hours they have. You know, like going to the best of the best, like the Mendez brothers, Miao brothers. Think how much you know they've drilled thousands of hours on these. Yeah. During the Baron Bolo, like. And how many right. tournaments and local, you know, that they did before they were like, okay, it's go time, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm gonna risk this against someone my level finally. Yeah. Uh, you used to teach a lot of the kids classes. I did. You like that? I like being the helper. Like this, the backup coach. Yeah, yeah I, I had I my own. <laughs> I, I had my own class for a whole year, mm-hmm. um, teaching the new kids. <laughs> the little little kid which is just tumbling class right pretty I mean, much yeah um i did it for an entire year yeah and it went from the whole year of 2018 from january 1 and december 31 i did it i only missed when i was gone um so i, I it's a weird like i spent a lot of time with Ishmael because our, our families are really close and stuff but mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's a weird thing i don't know if he listens to the podcast or not but i assume he doesn't but yeah, I spent a lot of time doing the the kids class, mm-hmm. um, and I had a lot of different coaches. <laughs> the, the, the other person rotated through was it was, you know, one person. Then I went to another person. Then I went to another person. In the end, it was actually Shavong. Mm-hmm. Um, that was right when he joined our gym. Right. But I don't. I don't like being stressed. I don't want to be stressed. I don't like. 
You know, like Dude. if I if I'm the side the side one, every when a kid does something annoying, it's funny. Uh-huh. When you're the main teacher, when kids on this, you have to be the one now, the disciplinary. Yeah, yeah. And like, and I mean, I was teaching like every the new kids, so like only the new kids for an entire year. Um, so like every, you know, I basically the only good thing was I pretty much did the same lesson like every ten days. I just started over. Oh sure. Because simplest like, way to do it. There's always just new kids, so like there's nothing I don't have to build on. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. like that's interesting. I teach something, and the next day there's a new kid. The next day there's a new kid, <laughs> and you know, like and it was like, you know, I teach like how to tap regularly, like, yeah. um, because there's, I didn't have to have this like huge array where like some kids are an orange belt and one kid's first day in the same class. Like everyone is, you know, the, the our vet has two stripes, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> you know, and the average <laughs> age is four. You know, it's like kindy. Um, so we did, a, you know, I had a huge warm up every day. Like different than they do now. I did a lot of different stuff. I was all about the lines and, you know, I try to do like different basic takedowns and um, yeah, animal drills. Like yeah, and that kind it was of it was tough. I don't know. I, I, I liked it, but yeah, I like helping. Well, the reason I ask you is because you are also a teacher. Yeah. A college professor. There's right? a reason I teach at college. What's that? <laughs> There's a reason I teach at the college. Yeah. Uh, compare the two. Compare or, the two or contrast. The well, two. I've taught so I've taught everything from kind. I've taught kindergarten, elementary school, a little bit of mid. The only grade I've never taught is high school. Um, not and then now and I've taught. I've taught in South Korea. I taught at the college level for seven years, and then now I've taught here since 2016 at, at the U of M for six years, and then I've taught briefly at Augsburg as well. Um. I, I like I like it. I like having I don't want to be a babysitter. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I, I I've you know, I'll tell you funny, like I I was talking to my wife about this and then a carpenter were, were getting work on her house and he said the same thing. Like I was like even when my daughter was young, I was never like, Yay, let's patty cake. <laughs> That's never been my thing. It's not your personality. No, like but now she's eleven and she's playing club soccer and like I'm the psycho dad. Like we go, in the winter, we go skating. Like, I love it. Like, jujitsu. Like, let's go. Let's do moves. She can do adult class. Like, she can do the Baron Bolo and, you know, Oma Plata to side control and, like, all these things. And I'm like, this is a triangles. You know, like, mm-hmm. we can have conversation. Um, that's what I like. That's why I like the college level because I can yeah. – they're, they're motivated. And, and especially at where I teach, like, these kids are – I had they're, – they're so motivated. It's, it's amazing. Like, I teach a class. My main class is 90 students. And we, our attendance is only worth 3% of the final grade. And on average, 85 students show up to class. Wow, that's pretty good. I know. And it's marketing 101, right? Like, that's what I teach, like principles of marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, homework is, again, probably like 90% done every time across the class. Like, um, that's amazing. Like, that's the kind of person I am. Like, I want to do well and... I wasn't, yeah, always, yeah. I wasn't always like that, but I am now and, and I love it. Like I can push them pretty hard and they're willing to. And this is mostly freshman level students. Sophomores. Oh, sophomores. Yeah, second okay. year. So I teach Even then. Yeah. You know, think yeah. of the stereotype and whatnot. Yeah. It's, so it's, I can show you like, I actually took the video yesterday was exam day in one of my classes. I took a video. I can show you. I sometimes think it's funny because I have this like world that people know I do, but they don't really know I do. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So here's like a video I took yesterday. This is our exam day. You can scroll back. Like, that's like the class. Yeah. Full house. Yeah. 
So like, that's like what I, I teach, right? Like that's a, like I'll do four classes of that in the spring. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I'm picturing an auditorium like that from when I was college and yeah. I'm picturing empty seats. Yeah, exactly. Quite a like few, especially, especially up. in the back and the front, everybody in the middle. Yeah. So and <laughs> well, it's good. That, that gives a guy hope, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, so for me, like, I like that, like teaching like little kids, it's, it's, you know, I'm obviously you smile and you laugh and, you know, I've, I'm not big on push-ups. Like that wasn't my thing. I mm-hmm. never made it. I very seldom did push-ups. Like yeah. I would sit them on the wall and I would talk to them and be like, do you know why you're sitting on the wall? Like, why are you sitting on the wall? Yeah. You know, like try yeah. to be like that, like more of a different right, level, right. but that's more of my style too. I don't, I don't like the idea of any form of exercise getting used as punishment. Yeah. Like, this should all this everything we're doing here should be a positive thing. The negative feedback should be not being able to do it. Yeah. So I made him sit right. in the corner, you yeah, know, like I like that. You know, like you have to sit in the corner, like um and, and it was like it was fine, like but you know if you have like three groups of literally three year olds, like, you know, <laughs> it's not that it's not that fun, right? Like yeah. you know, teaching whatever you're teaching. Yeah, right? you're either into that or you're not. Yeah. If it's not quite yeah. your thing, you can fake it for a while. But. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, so that was like, I, 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 I've been working with doing something involved at the gym since 2000, probably 13, but even at my previous gym and then this gym, I, I tell people all the time, like, I think working at the gym is, it's wonderful. The reason is, is because it gets you in the gym. Mm-hmm. Like if you go to the gym three days a week, cause you have a commitment of something it forces you. Now you're there. You might as well train. Yeah. Just look at the. You don't see as much of it as I would have guessed, but you look at the parent bench during the kids' class. Those mm. are some faces you'll yeah. see trying the intro Absolutely. classes eventually. Yeah, exactly. Know? A lot of them do. And same thing with like other sports. Oh, I got to take my kids to the Y for their swim team or yeah. whatever. Okay, then then you find yourself getting a membership and working out or whatever. Right. You know? And and I think, I mean, jujitsu is hard. I mean, going to the gym is working out is hard. Yeah, stuff is hard. Life is yeah. Stuff like you need nudges. Mm-hmm. you know and and to me that's the biggest thing like i i spend all day every day thinking of a reason not to go to the gym <laughs> since like i was a white belt i check every joint and every muscle in my body every day looking for an injury and yet i still go <laughs> all the time and i i mean I, as much as i can go right like and if i don't go i lay sit at home and i just hate myself for not going um so you need things, right? Like, and it's only going to get worse. It doesn't, I don't think it gets better, right? Like, cause now you go in there and you're like, oh, I'm going to go against this 26 year old black belt. Who's going to use me as like a, a dummy. <laughs> and you know what I mean? It's, or I'm going to have our instructor lay on me and try to like pop me <laughs> like a zit, you know, like. He didn't seem to do that as much as he used to. I don't know. He still does some, <laughs> you know He's, what I mean? Like yeah. a couple weeks ago, I think he tried to like. We would have 15 minute rounds. Remember mm-hmm, those? Mm-hmm. And he like pulled my, my, I don't know if he did over my jacket over my gear on my face. Mm-hmm. And I look and see there's like six minutes left, maybe four minutes left. And I just thought, am I going to sit here for four minutes? <laughs> like, I'm not going to get out. Twist so it up. I I'm must like, be. Can I mentally handle this for four minutes though? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like I count, to, I count to my head to like try to control my breathing mm-hmm. and my mindset. So I just relax. But I was just like, I'm tapping. I'm not going to give him this chance. <laughs> You know, but I mean, you think about like, like that's not, is that, is this fun? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, Recalibrating your sense of positive feedback and negative feedback is a good thing. Yeah. There's a lot of overtly negative feedback in jujitsu in any kind of gym. Yeah. 
I'm sore. I'm tired now. That took up time. I had to drive there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But if you can reconfigure the fact that laying in bed knowing you didn't do it is also negative feedback, oh. and then you're you're sitting good psychologically, coming around the bend. Because, yeah, it's super easy. We don't have to do that. I'm also paying for it. I don't need to pay to go here to do this. I can just sit on my couch over here. Exactly. Or go walk in the treadmill. Or buy a treadmill and never use it. Dry, yeah. dry t-shirts yeah. on that. Put my dog on it. If but it, it's, you know, and, and then you think that, like, I think that's part of the, like, the, the grind is like, you know, some days I think, like, I have a, I have a stripe in my black belt. And, and it's still, I think about this, like, once a week, I'm like, that is so weird. Like, I just did this for so long that I have a stripe on my black Like, yeah. I just, ha- you know what I mean? It's not like, I don't know, it doesn't feel like when I got, like, stripes on my blue belt or my pearl belt or, you know, I was like, I'm getting freaking good, man. Yeah, shit is on. It's getting real, you know. Like, yeah. watch out. Yeah. Now I'm just like, oh my god, I've been doing it this long, and I still come, and I still, and like, not, and I'm sliding farther and farther front of the line. Like, some days I'm first. A nogi, most nogis, I'm first in line. And Marcus is on the other side, of me, or another side, and then down. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. <laughs> but you know, like, I don't think you, you when you're on the the you know the blue belts or the white belts, like how like how long, how many hours it takes to get to that. Like, you know it does, but you can't, there's no way you can comprehend it. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's a mystery looking ahead to it, and it just doesn't make sense yeah. as you look back. Or me going into the gym and lifting weights with you, and I'm like, I'll be as good as you. And you're like, dude, no, man. Yeah. I've been doing this shit forever. Yeah. Like, this yeah. takes... You You will, but there's 20 years ahead of you. Exactly. It, it, right? But you can't see thing. that when you're on the other side. Right. No, no. Like... Well, yeah. and part of that is that the the at least in my experience, the positive feedback and the improvements and the tiny little things that are actually gigantic things uh, come at you so fast. Yeah. You know, like especially once you're to blue belt so far, I'll, I won't speak beyond my experience, but like there's just these tiny little nuggets that you pick up that just changes the rest of the week. That's true. You right? know, so you're taking these leaps and bounds and it feels like, yeah, man, we're going to be there. But don't you, you have know? bad months? Oh, Yeah. Dude, on on like, aggregate, every month questions. is a bad a big month. Big guy question though. for you. Do okay. big guys have bad months? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. I never asked that before. I never thought about because that. your 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 big guy experiences crush, yeah. right? But like, there are guys that can run around me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? How old are you? Thirty-seven. Okay, yeah. So you're, you're I'm a pup. Too. I'm a young pup. Yeah. But like, you're you're I'm on the other side of like for sure. Once you hit thirty, you start yeah. slowing down. Yeah, I'm way north of halfway, <laughs> based on like familial lineage. So. Yeah, but like Jake Baker, you know, he's 125, 135 pounds short. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he he's the extreme though. No, but let's go with it. Yeah. If I get a hold, I yeah. get something with a leg and maybe one good lapel grip or maybe a wrist. Yeah. I'm, I'll be alright for a minute. I love that he rolls with you. I don't, <laughs> but I mean, so yeah, the small, fast guy is hell yeah. to me and Jesse. I'll throw Jesse out there. Another big blue belt. Yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Once they get past those feet or get uh, off of the grip, bro, I'm on a treadmill. I'm, I'm pumping cardio, trying to keep up. You know what I mean? And that's uh, getting better and better and better as I get more assertive, take what I want right off the bat, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know yeah, yeah, try- yeah. You, you got to, if you're, whoever decides to dictate the role at the start, it's probably got the first half oh, in, their, for sure. in their favor. And, and I'm terrible it, at letting people dictate the beginning. Yeah. Same. 
I literally, I basically just let people grab sleeves at the yeah. start. I'm like, I, I don't know how or we start like, this. E- even against other like black belts, you're like, I look down and I'm like, you're already entangled. We the, just shook hands, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you cheat? The, <laughs> Why would I do that? Like, you're already going to, you know, the odds now of winning are like slim to none. <laughs> yeah. I'll just tap. Let's restart. Yeah. But, but one thing I would say is, so like the, the, if you have more, let's say a big guy, like muscular big mm. guy. Okay, because there's big guys and then there's big guys, like John. John who? Uh, he's white belt. Maybe wears pink Crocs. Bald dude. What? Pink Crocs? <laughs> I don't know. He's huge. He's jacked though. He's big and he's really jacked. Yeah, yeah. He's carrying around a lot of metabolically active tissue that needs to be supplied on the cardio end mm. and needs to recover on the tissue damage end. Right. So like like the more muscles I have in my quads, huh. the more surface area of damage I will incur from a heavy high intensity squat session. Okay, yeah. My recovery curve probably needs to be longer. So that's you know, I was thinking I can technically thing. do more damage than uh-huh. a skinnier quad guy. Right. I mean and I'm just trying to kind of yeah, do yeah, an analogy, yeah. but like the the aggregate of the training will beat the hell out of a big body. Especially when it's a lot of mobility dependent stuff. Yeah. Like the things I need to be improving on to, to retain guard better are all mobility. Yeah. My ability to extend that leg up and internally rotate. Like look how close my heel is not to my chest right now. Oh. Like that's not good. That's that's a past guard right there. Like, you that's know what I'm saying? You can do? Yeah, baby. Look at you. Like I just not, yeah. Yeah, and you're not mobile, like you said, but oh. you just pulled it to your oh. belly. Like there's no way. <laughs> yeah. You know. So there's just other different challenges, right? Yeah, like yeah, it feels yeah. like hell when when you're getting stacked past because you shot a triangle on the big guy and he's just of course he's just bending you over. Yeah, and it feels like that guy has an upper hand. No, I mean he has that upper hand for yeah. sure. But like if like I, I cite my rounds with Cheney all the time. He's got that former fat boy energy. He doesn't stop because he's not going back to being fat. So he just doesn't stop. He just doesn't stop. He doesn't he stop. He never stops. That is my favorite role. Because I'm liable to skip the next one. Yeah. I don't anymore. But like that that was the but end of the day. he kills everybody though. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Of like the energy. And, but like, and I deliberately pursue it because that's one of my metrics. You know, how do I do with my whole day? Because my yeah. cardio sucks. I'm kind of a pansy because I'm old. I don't even care that much. I'm just having fun with it, right? But it's, it's like rounds like that and guys mm. like that. So if I had him and then I had Vince and then I had Jake Baker, whew, that's funny. You know, that's like you with, with Big Jim and Big Nick and Big Jesse and Big Matt. Like, okay, that's a yeah. hell of a day. Yeah. There's just different attributes. See, like, I don't even ass. talk to, I, I, I don't even befriend big guys. <laughs> because my theory is that I'm your friend, then you're going to ask me to roll. <laughs> um, but, like, you don't know. Everybody I just listed is so bad at jujitsu. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and those are my people. They're my level. I know, you know? but, like, like, I, like, I worry, right? Like, because I've had big guys fall on me. Like, sure. Oh. Yeah, it's a sensible concern. Yeah. I've also had the, the flashy Zoomy guys yeah. land a knee in my forehead. Oh, I guarantee. You know? Because then the, the flashy Zoomy guys, as funny as the flashy Zoomy guys probably ramp it up more against you than they would against I catch, me. I catch, yeah, I, I Do think, you know what I, mean? I, I think this is, more, this is not nervous, like a, right? a woe is me thing, but I no, think no, no, I no. catch a different role. Yeah, I'm sure they do. You know, I'm a third gear guy. I'm joking the whole time. Yeah. You know, yeah, we're, we're, we're yeah. working on technique. We're doing this. But they're going to ramp like, it up faster. Yeah, they they're don't... immediately like, oh, God, look at this guy. Because there's no way they're going to let you get on top. And there I am, nonetheless. And you know what I mean? So, like, they're, they're going to go as fast as they can go. Because right. nobody wants to be yeah. the bottom yeah. of a big guy. 
Yeah. So here's I'm, my second question. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. Do big guys get? I was thinking for the weekend. Do big guys get sore than small guys? I no. I I think. It, I mean, that it, obviously is going to be individual. It depends on how they're training, how mm. often, and you know the intensity of their roles and stuff. I would say yes, absolutely. Interesting. Now that's like you know. Okay, clearly my bias. That's been my experience. Yeah. You know. I think normal class you are sore the next day. Um. Like if you go in there and you just do it, even if you train hard, either way, you're still training. So right? if I squat, bench, and dead and do pull-ups and I do that three days a week, I've got the telltale primary muscle movers that are muscularly sore. Mm. That is a state and a condition I've existed in for 20 plus years, you know, because I've just been lifting since I was yeah. 15, right? Uh -huh. So when you say, are you sore? I would say no, because I'm thinking that kind of muscular, yeah. am I beat to shit? Yeah. Yeah. Like that shoulder's wonky. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. But the, I'm thinking the first one. Is yeah. I'm and I'm going to say no. Okay. But for me, the, the, the grind of, of jujitsu physically for me is the joint stuff, the fingers. Yeah. I got, I got, yeah, I got my old man's propensity for calcium deposits. So like that's starting to catch up to me and cardio. Yeah. The, the, the push, like even today. And we didn't even have intense rolls, but the exercise-induced asthma may be suffering because of the weather change. I don't know. Hmm. But the lungs were burning at the, by the end of it. I was like, oh, that's strange. Yeah. You know? Um, so, like, muscularly sore, I, that's a fitness level dependence thing, I think. Yeah. If you take some of these guys that played a little ball in high school 20 years ago and that's it, there may be, uh, yeah, just the standing up and down from takedown warm-ups and stuff is enough to have some, like, sore yeah, quads yeah, yeah. or whatever. I don't know. I've never been muscularly sore yeah. other than like that first day where you're like, you never squeeze your hamstrings around a leg like that before. And it's like cramping, you know, yeah, but yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. immediately adapted to that. Yeah. The next time you go in, you're fine. Yeah. Or squeezing the legs together on the clothes guard. Like, yeah. you know, it's different than squats and deads of and course. stuff. But again, you're immediately adapted. You never feel, I don't feel muscular soreness from jujitsu at uh -huh. all. It's just beat up and pride. Problems. Which is probably true. You shouldn't, right? Like I feel like the best jujitsu people are, the, are mushy, right? Like they're they're tight but they're mushy. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I, I could see it like the kind of the kata format. Like they do a lot more of that in, in judo. It looks like you step into that throw yeah. and you step out. You step in. You step yeah, out. You step yeah, in. Yeah, you step yeah. out. You step in. You step out. Well, you're gonna have some glute soreness and some this and some that. Right. You know, but when the the technical practice is so much more fluid, mm. like go roll. That means you can do anything. You're not doing right, the repeated right, right. motion that's going to tax the calf on this side yeah, yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So your muscular soreness, it seems to me, and I don't, hopefully I don't smack anybody here, but it seems to me if your muscular soreness is if you were like lifting weights from jujitsu, yeah. you probably just want to shave a little bit, you know? <laughs> or you're just overly like almost anxious. Yeah, squeeze it, squeeze yeah, it, squeeze right? it. You're, you're bridging, like bridging. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying that to rip on anybody. No. My cardio is a struggle every yeah. single time. I get tired. It's better than ever, right? Because um, I've been doing more rounds and higher intensity rolls and the whole thing. But yeah. it's it's the fitness attribute that I personally need to, to push. When I got my blue belt, that, that guy I was talking about earlier, he told me, he's like, you can never take a round off again, Corey. No pressure. I was like, wow. And I didn't take rounds off for years until like just the last bit. Yeah. And I started taking them more off. Then you realize you're a grown ass man. You can do what you want. Yeah. But I didn't like for, I definitely did it. I probably never did tell you my black belt though. I was like prided myself. Like I'm not taking it off. Um, I still feel guilty. My wife always says like, take a round off, Corey. I feel guilty sitting on the wall sometimes though. I don't no, like it. No. 
I, I dig the spirit of that. And that's like one of the, mm. it's probably the only like hard nosed, hardcore cultural thing you hear in the jujitsu culture. Uh. We just don't have that like slamming wrestling culture. Right. Yeah. But the whole don't take rounds off thing. I think that should be emphasized more. And take like the first time I showed up on Saturday to open roll, Scora made me and toyed with me. Because, you know, I just got the second stripe. He's like, hey, come roll. And that's when you were allowed to at the time. You know, he basically wanted to see if he could, you know, helicopter me up into the air. And oh, he did. Nice guy. <laughs> um, but, like, I, I sat out five rounds. Yeah. Because it's just, I mean, I was just training done. for one rep max strength for the last 10 years. I just didn't have the cardio for it. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it's all new movements and you're panicked doing stuff. Oh, for and sure. Flailing. For sure. You're just, you're working against yourself. You just don't realize it yet. Yeah. So my goal then was to, I want to do first and last. I want enough recovery to like have the courage to jump in the last yeah. round and, and then lay there for an hour and then crawl out of the gym, you know, but the goal was ultimately don't take any rounds off. Mm. And I'm pretty much there now. Like I, I just today I took a round off cause the only other guy had to sit one out. Nice. He just wasn't up to it. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not going to pressure you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like looking around like, what the fuck, man? I don't take rounds off anymore. That's awesome. Which man. was like a PR moment, you know, it feels like, good, doesn't it, it? It, it, it just know that you're ready to go. That's, yeah. I mean, fuck that's jujitsu and i think part of it too is like learning to like control the round for sure you know control yourself first in the round and then manage the tempo unspoken that was my biggest thing like my again going back to the same guy like he'd always be like (laughs) he jokes like leave crazy Corey home you know like because i just was just like just i was the one you just described that jake becker just running around like a psycho and he'd be like dude chill man like it's not helping you win anymore. Yeah. Like you're actually losing more because you're just going right. around. Like, is that you're opening everything up? Like yeah. calm down, breathe, you know? And then you watch like, I mean, any, any black belt match, like they barely even move. <laughs> right. The like, least entertaining sport is the highest level. Yes. Of it's like, it, the, like there it sits and then there's an explosion then it sits and then explosion. Yeah. Then, you know, and you just like, see these fingers moving along, moving yeah. along, moving along, changing the grip. And you're like, yeah. Woohoo. Exactly, right? Which Seems is, to work well for Jake, for the record. If you got the motor, use the motor. But. Oh, you have to. He's a superman. <clears throat> I used to use it. When my asthma was really bad, I used my test. Yeah. If I could hang with him at his speed. <laughs> like, I'd purposely, like, let it ramp up and, like, instead of try to bring it down and just see if I could hang. Part of the key with that is uh, to be 300 pounds and turtle really hard. <laughs> And just stay. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, boulder. It's the boulder guard. The boulder guard. Call it, yeah. I like the boulder when you're exhausted. You just... Bro, I don't, I don't like to, but I don't have a choice sometimes. Dude, everyone has a boulder sometimes. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a t-shirt slogan. Everybody has to boulder guard sometimes. There you go. Um, give me advice. Advice? So you made reference to something like an identif- identifiable uh, at purple belt, such and such. For each belt level give advice so if you were to conjure yeah. up go professor on it and think of so, like also my advice for white belt and my advice for blue belt etc white belt just go crazy right there's no advice don't quit no um honestly because it, it just <laughs> it happens right you can't like think jujitsu at white belt does that make sense like you think you think you ju- you think you're thinking jujitsu but you're not thinking jujitsu going using the same thing as i think i'm lifting weights <laughs> and you're right. like no nah, dude you're just yeah. pushing the things up in the air <laughs> yeah you, you know three spanish words you don't know spanish yes exactly right, right, right? right, right. um so whatever there's nothing you know what i mean then that's every the thing that's beautiful about jujitsu i think is everybody went through it everyone was a white belt we all were sucked we all were, thought we were cool it's it's okay right like 
It just it is what it is. Um, to me, blue belt is like you have to learn to believe in jujitsu, right? So I always think like I used to always think the worst person to to roll with in a gym was a four stripe uh, white belt because they know just enough jujitsu to be dangerous, <laughs> but they don't know enough so you can predict what they're gonna do. Right. Right. So they're still completely not predictable, but they do know some jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Right. So like they know enough to like actually be like a kind of like a something could happen, but they don't know anything. So does that make sense? Yeah, you know they're gonna probably lay back on that arm and try to break your grip oh, yeah. and break your elbow. Yeah. But you weren't expecting the foot to the eye socket exactly. in the process. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but then like this weird thing happens and I think and it's I think it's an important thing that not everyone is aware of is when, and that happens, I think, to a lot of people is when you get your blue belt, you get your, your so you're the four stripe, you're, you win a lot because you still don't know anything, but you know something. So you actually win. You beat a lot of blue belts, right? Yeah. But then what happens is now you got to start believing in jujitsu. And so to start believing in jujitsu, you're going to start getting smoked. Yeah. And that's when, but then, <laughs> right? Because you're yeah. doing real stuff. You're yeah. like, I'm not going to just muscle this out. I'm yeah. going to actually do the technique right. the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Of course it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And you just believe in it. And then suddenly one day, like, you're like, whoa, it works. <laughs> and then like, here's your purple belt. Um, but that, that, whoa, it works is, it takes years, right? There's a reason mm-hmm. everyone's a blue belt a long time, right? right, right it right, takes right. two or three years. Yeah. Um, but that's why I think like someone told me once when, once you get your purple belt, like to me, the purple belt was the biggest belt of all of them. That was my proudest moment. Um, cause once you get your purple, you can get a black. You're in it. You're in it. You, you know some jujitsu. And you know it works. Yeah. You're like, this actually works. Like I can go now with doing jujitsu. That's huge. Right. And then, so then you just purple belt, you just smash people, right? Like you have fun. That's the advice for because yeah. that you're still young enough generally, right? Yeah. Where like, or you're younger than you're going to be when you're brown and you're black. Right, right. So you just smash people. And you finally know it a little bit. You yes. can like, and you, know. you can like do it. You can do some jujitsu. Yeah. And you can start doing like really, you can start stacking things, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, cause you actually get what's happening. Right. You know, and then brown, you're just in for the ride, right? You're just hanging out. Cause I'm going to be black soon. You know, you just don't quit. Don't pray for not an injury, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, sure, sure. And really, like, there's no thing. Like, once, even though I remember I, I joked Ishmael one time about when I was a, when I was a brown belt, and he's like, what are you going to do, quit? And I was like, yeah. good call. You just stop at this point? Yeah, like, no. So that's the, that's the advice to a brown belt, right? Just stick with it. Like, hmm. it's going to come. Right. Eventually, yeah. right? Yeah. Everyone gets it eventually. Yeah. Setting aside, like, excellence and skill level like you're gonna keep doing you and you're gonna keep progressing yeah showing because i mean every gym has to have and and if 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 you're at a good gym with a good owner and a good professor whatever you call them like Mm -hmm. knows that everyone's on their own path yeah right and you're gonna get it like you're not comparing your superstar to the 45 year old dude or woman you know who's training right 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 um and then i don't know if you figure out that black belt advice i don't know um, black belt's a weird one. It's, black belt's scary sometimes, I think. You know? Why? Because I feel like there's... Because you don't feel... Like, it'd be like... Maybe imposter syndrome type of thing sometimes, right? Like, am I really a black belt? Like... Because you see people on TV, look how good they are, right? Or on YouTube, and you're like, dude, I'm not that good. Mm-hmm. Right? So then you feel like, maybe I should just be a blue belt again. <laughs> Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Well, and... and uh yeah, that's 
So you're you're you identify kind of identified you loved purple belt. You yeah. said something like, "Okay, I'm here." Yeah, been a universal answer. Yeah, everybody cites purple belt. I've because I used to ask people, "What was your favorite belt level?" And they all say purple. Yeah, because I think again, you kind of just know jujitsu. Finally, you can like yeah. do it. You can do it. And then I've had a handful. You know, Zach was one of them. Black belts be like. You know, oh, there's variability at purple and brown and blue belt. Like, you know, what what yeah. what means good at those levels? You get the black belt, and it's like, holy fucking variability. It's insane. You right? know, like there should be more belts within black belt because yeah. it's you just again you you look at worlds and you go, what the fuck is that? Is that what I'm is that what I'm being judged right. on? You know, and it, then it you think like, in, like in think what it's gonna be like in fifty. We're just starting it now. Like all these kids that are gonna be black belts at nineteen years old, twenty. Yeah. And they're like, dude, I mean, they're, they're no different than we were when we played sports as a kid, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, I played hockey from the, I was four years old until, you know, my whole life. Of course I'm awesome. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Of course mm-hmm. I can do it yeah. really well. Like it's ingrained in my motor pattern Yeah, versus someone who started there at 25. Like right. that person, I don't care how it like that. They're never going to be better than I am. Right. It right. doesn't matter. Right. It's that like, and that's this new group that we're just starting. Like, like Marcus is like the first kind of wave of that. Mm-hmm. Right, you're like, whoa, look how good he is. But then you're like, he started when he was like fourteen, fourteen, which is still like, if you knew kid who started any sport at fourteen, you're like, dude, you're way behind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, like, yeah. um, so it's a weird thing, right? Like, right. And, you know, and then I obviously you, I don't know, like it's when you're on that side of the wall, like standing on the wall of the gym, and mm-hmm. you're looking at the black belts, you're like doing everything you do to get there, mm-hmm. and then you get there, and then you're like, oh. This is it, huh? This is what it is. <laughs> like, you know, and it's kind of, you know, like, and then as time goes by, you go off the line and, you know, you get stripes and, you know, and yeah, it's different, right? Like, I think someone put a meme out one time of like, I might have even been you who put it on. It was like the gym instructor with their superstars. Then the old OGs are in the background, like the black belts who have been there forever. Mm-hmm. And like that's, I feel like that's like what it's like, right? You're right. like, you're the face of the gym. Everyone sees you as the face of the gym. You don't know most people's names, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. But, the, and they look up to you and you, you do like, you know a lot, but I think you're not always aware of what you're, how much you actually know. Yeah. My, I mean, of course, a lot of black belts are very, you know, proud and they'll tell you how much they know. Mm-hmm. But I think even like, I think a lot of people like, again, you've been doing it for so long that you, you know a lot more than, just because you can't do the newest move doesn't mean you yeah. don't know jujitsu. One, one thing you're kind of leaning toward there, I've noticed, is that uh, a good number of the the black belts at the gym, you ask them a question or something, and they're perplexed. Yeah, you know, I like Rocco. Rocco's kind of perplexed all the time. Anyway, there's a lot of questions bouncing around in his <laughs> head, but he'll give you an answer, but he'd be like, "Well, you know, I don't really know." Yeah, that seems to be the defining element of black belt, like. Just I, I can give you the answer. Here's what I know, but I, I don't know. I think sometimes you people, I, I think of this one like Ishmael, like people ask questions that they think are very, have very simple answers and have very, but it's actually much more complicated yeah. than that. Like he said the word depends more than anybody I've ever heard in my life. Ooh. People ask some questions. Ish. Ishmael, yeah. Maybe it won't depends. Like, but okay, it's like here we go what's the you know you go down like what is the goal right like if i go like this and you go like that then they're gonna go like this and then i'm gonna go like this and then you're yeah. gonna and then you're like yeah. and and i get it like i remember when i learned the, the omoplata the first time i thought like dude i'm gonna win 
I got it. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it was so simple. I was like probably right. a three stripe white belt. Like I was, I remember we learned in class and I was just like, oh my God, like no one can stop me. Yeah, I am a ninja. Yes. Like this is the most insane. I just grab it. I spin around and it's, yeah. you know, and like, and that's what your world is. Right. right. But then like, what is it that like the, 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 the less you know, I, I think of this I'll give you another with my students this is what I think of my students so mm-hmm. when I teach graduate students right most of a lot of them are like 26 27 years old 28 years old and there's a big difference and they have them the students in their 30s and someone who comes to 27 years old is often very confident in what they know because they've usually had one or two promotions and they're at that point in their career where they're an expert at their career mm-hmm. but they're not management level yet mm-hmm. And then once you hit management, now you have this view or even director level where you can look down in the whole company and you realize like, whoa, I don't know anything what's going yeah, on in this company, yeah. right? I don't think that's like kind of like a black belt. Like you right. get up there and all of a sudden you realize like, dude, how do these people do all these moves? Like, yeah. you know, like yeah. yeah, there's so much out there like right. that's coming at you. And like, so you're all, you're trying to like, you know, like figure it out and navigate it. And like, I think that's kind of, so sometimes there's more going on than there probably shouldn't be. Well, and the line you were going toward there is the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Yeah, thank you. That's how And that, that seems to be the defining, from these conversations, the defining element of black belt. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm good at a few things. I know a few things. But you ask that same question to him. Right. His answer might be new to me, you know. Uh, I wonder just, if you took a random move at the gym and you asked, like, kind of, like, randomly over, like, a month, like, every black belt. How do you do this move? I've kind of actually not officially, but I've at, I've, say. I've you know studying a specific move a couple of times, asked a handful of people, and you get a different answer. You and you also get the answer. I'm not the guy to ask. Yeah. You know, like you know, like okay, I'll, here's what I think. Here's what I would do. I guess, but it's not really my game. Oh. Ask somebody else, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. You know, because you, you like you're saying the perspective of the person down in this end of the line versus the brown belt and then the black belt mm. in front of class. As you're standing down on that end of the line, you're assuming those people know all of the jujitsu, right. and they do. You know it, right? Yeah. At like a purple belt level, maybe, because that's when yeah. you know jujitsu. But when's the last time I did an omoplata? I've been a black belt 15 years. I've done an omoplata in eight. Right. Might not be the guy. You know. <laughs> you know what guard. I mean? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like yeah, sure, I can show you like uh, an essentials class fundamentals version. I remember I was I was at uh, one of the classes Kevin was teaching. And he was teaching like this half guard sweep and I can't remember who my partner was. And I was just thinking like, I have not done this sweep since the blue belt. Yeah. Like, you know, cause for me, half guard means panic, get out of there. Like transitional guard. Yeah. Especially on the bottom, it's just get out. <laughs> right. But like, maybe that's why I still have good ears. Um, <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, yeah, like I know you kind of know it, but yeah. You know, it's, it's, and then that's one of the things that always awes me about Ishmael though, is like, how does he know all that stuff? Holy crap. How do you even remember it? Because he studies. I don't know. Still, it's just crazy. He just watches YouTube. He just studies and studies and studies. <laughs> but it's so many things to remember, right? Like, yeah. you know, most people just know what they know, if that makes sense. But he also, and we're leaning in on like good instruction, good coaching here, right? Mm. He also cites and and refers. Yeah. It, talk to Marcus. He'll, he'll give you the details, yeah. you know, or what, whatever. You know, he, yeah. he can give you, the, there again, he can give you the explanation he can give you, but he knows he's got what he's got. And right. He also probably just clearly, abstractly understands, talk to everybody about yeah. this. Let's yeah. figure it out, you know, get everybody's take on it. 
And it's funny too, because I remember thinking to my wife, like, so when I was a blue belt, purple belt, the only submission I did was triangle choke hmm. because I was at a seminar once with Zande Vera. He was in Korea. I actually got to hang out with him, go to bars and like club, went to club and everything together. That's another story. But, uh, he, uh, he looked at me and he was like, dude, you have long legs, long skinny legs. You should be a triangle guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's on. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I spent, you know, big, small, like measure, all these different ways of like, like basically like a whole like book written down of like how to, what they do this. I do this. I do this. They do, you know, like down to the, for the triangle. And I always thought like, no one ever, no one's ever asked me like, you know, like, how do you do a triangle, Corey? <laughs> you know, and then sometimes you think like, I have all this wealth and these certain moves. You know, but or like, but that's every black belt, right? Right. They have these ones that they've done for hundreds of, you know, how many years, 15 years, they've been literally doing that one submission. Right. And they can get it from anywhere, shape, form. And then they're like, they're probably all sitting at home like, why does anyone ever ask me? Like, dude, I'd love to share. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Well, and that's the other, the other side of that is we're all sitting over here talking about it. Oh, yeah. Right. God, Kevin's half guard. Yeah. You know, what in the hell is that? You know, you know what I mean? And You're no like, one like goes up. We're all over here talking. It's like the boys and the girls at the dance. Like girls are all standing <laughs> over there. The boys are all standing over there. Everybody's yeah. thinking the same thing. Yeah. But here we all are bashful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm always Stupid. like that with like Marcus. I always think like, why doesn't everyone just do what he does? That's all I do is I try to just mimic his style. Like Marcus? when he shows something, I'm like, I want to do like that. Mm. Like, and then someone said to me, they're like, Corey, they're trying. Not everyone can do what he does. <laughs> yeah, you judgmental prick. We're all trying. I was you like, know. oh, sorry. <laughs> he does a submission to me. Like I might immediately like, like focus, figure out what it is, how do he do it, watch him, like into my back pocket. Yeah. It's on. Like that's my favorite part about about like all rolling days. Uh-huh. You know, like open mat kind of yeah. thing. It happened like twice today. A couple guys my my level. We paused and it was like, let's review this real quick. The rest is two minutes today or yeah. 90 seconds. What the hell just happened here? Like, that was awesome. Exactly. I love right. those little moments. You know, somebody just smashes you or gets something or doesn't get something. Yeah. And you're like, what? You were choking me, but I could breathe fine. What was going on there? Yes. You know, those little those little moments. That re- I'm sure I'm the annoying guy at the gym. No, it's like, hey, can, can we review that real quick? You know, because everybody else just kind of rebelts and gets water and goes again. But that that's the best part of practicing jujitsu is like those little, it's a study group. Yeah. It is. No, I do. I've, I always ask after like, especially if I have one, I think is tight and they don't tap. Was yeah, why on? didn't that work? Why didn't, what, why didn't, what was I missing? Why didn't you tap? Yeah. Like one of the, one of the ones today was a, a, a guy, my level trash, you know, <laughs> hacky blue belts. And he was, he was, Dude, there are plenty of good blue belts. I, uh, and we neither, he nor I are one of them. Uh, but he was doing exactly the choke that Teddy hit me six consecutive times with in a roll last week. That's funny. I, I made a little meme about it online. I'm like, well, this was ridiculous. I know exactly where you're going, and I just can't stop it. Well, we we I he was clearly like grip on the wrong lapel. You know, you got your leg on this side of the neck, and your grip's over there. That's yeah. not how chokes work, right? And I'm yeah. like, what were you going for there? And he's like, yeah, well, Teddy was showing me this choke. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. I only know because I got put to sleep with it last week, you know. So we tracked down Teddy real quick. Like, this is just all 90-second rest, yeah. you know, and just figured out the details. And I was going to kill me with it next time. Yeah. It's called growth, man. It's called learning. You know what I mean? Is, you we'll workshop to, it. You have to, though. Yeah. Like, Otherwise, like, it's just like, oh, that doesn't work. Yeah. Like, I like to ask Marcus or another one is, is Oz Morgan. 
Like He's a any, scientist. Anything with like leg stuff, like yeah. like if you ever roll with a Minogue, yeah, it's fun. I I like I, I hate it. It makes you frustrated, <laughs> but I love it at the same time. You know, like because it goes back to what I was saying. Like, how do you just? It's like I just give you my leg. <laughs> Here. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll start over. You know. <laughs> Um, it's funny, and and it's just it's it's yeah like there's certain things like that right like how what did I do wrong or even just what did I do wrong right mm-hmm. you know but that's you, fun though you got anything you don't like about jujitsu past uh, past or present yeah let me think so I can hear him. <laughs> you know one weird thing that bothers me lately is like mm. I don't know maybe I just feel sorry for myself I don't know. <laughs> It's like, obviously, and it's funny, we kind of talked about before, like, like sometimes I think like, God, if I were just bigger, if I were faster, if I were younger, right? Like, mm-hmm. would it be easier? You know, but then it's not always, it's sometimes like jujitsu is, here's one though for you. Like I, a few years ago, we went to spring break. We went actually during COVID to 2020, right? We packed up the family, we went to, we went to Phoenix for a month. That was awesome. Mm, good call. Wife, kid, dog. Yeah. Well, should we got an Airbnb. And we were like, we're not going to treat it as a vacation. We're going to treat it like we live there. We went hiking four days a week in the mountains, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was teaching like 10 minutes a day because I was on Zoom. It's amazing how easy your job is when it's teaching on Zoom, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, when it's fake. Yeah, right? No one, it's all just black screens. Yeah. Like, they're like, no one cares. Like, yeah. they didn't care at all. And you're like, so, and then my daughter's day of teachers, same. Like, her teachers were like, oh, you're done, you know. And, and I really liked, like, hiking, like, no like just like personal pressure does that make sense like as i'm getting older i'm finding like why do i i like jujitsu is competitive it's super competitive Mm -hmm. for me it is not everybody but for Mm -hmm. me it's very competitive i don't like when i don't do well like i want to do well i want to win you know i don't have to get a submission but like i want to not get submitted or not get smashed right right and like it takes up a lot of brain power and space does that make sense yeah yeah um, and I wish I had a way of like kind of turn that off a little bit, you know, now that I'm getting all like, why? Like, and I was actually talking to someone recently about they're like, dude, I'm not like that at all. And I was like, really? <laughs> the, the, what was their point? Um, that they're just like, I just like, kind of have fun. Yeah. Like, by the time they're to their car, their brain is moving. Yeah. On to the and that's not me. Right? Where you're reviewing it. The you know, whole that's why I'm home. drilling all the time. Like yeah. trying to get drills in as much as possible. And mm-hmm. you know, like where I try to put as much extra effort into outside of the gym which is basically like i mean i i've on average drill three days a week um for the last four years you know just to maintain right it's like and literally it's not even to get better i'm not like trying to pass these other people in the gym i'm like trying to just hang at my spot like i don't want to embarrass my spot in the line kind of thing like why does that matter does anyone care? I don't know. Does Ishmael care? I'm not going to ask him. Um, right. But you know what I mean? Or if I went to a different gym, does that gym owner, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's like, isn't this supposed to be just a hobby? <laughs> but it's ranked. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're, that. You're in your spot in line mm. because that's where you stand in the pecking order. And the pecking order is competitive. Mm. But maybe then going back to if I was just a purple belt, like, who gives a crap, you know? Well, that is the absolute opposite of what all those purple belts would say. I know. But now that I'm here, and I didn't say that when I was standing. <laughs> well, yeah, here. right, right. But you know. it's in the re- in the retrospect. Yeah. Now, if I could go back to there, then I could just be like, but then there's the argument is I want the skill I have now, but I want that belt. 
and, you know what I mean? And I want the new techniques then. Yeah. 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 That's the, it's the, and it's all what I don't like about jujitsu is nothing. It's all in my head. Yeah. Right? It's just an internal conflict. Yeah. Right? And then another one that goes in my head a lot lately is like, do I go to the gym and do five rolls with all black belts or do I go mm-hmm. to the gym and do five rolls with all blue belts? Well, am I a loser? Not like in my mind, am I like a waste of time and energy doing all blue belts? But if I do all black belts, I'm going to throw up on someone and you know, my pride hurts a little bit. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. just weird. Like, well, that, that to me is just, that's not uh, just a, a simple tactical choice. Yeah. But you know it's what harder I mean? Than that, though. I wish it, like, I don't know. I have all these thoughts I think about. Well, I guess, I guess I, if I'm, I'm, it's the plus minus equals things. Yeah. I have a load of plus rounds. People yeah. who are better at this than me. I've got some equals. Yeah. I've got a good handful of lower rounds. And I, again, I know that's a two stripe white belt. Hmm. I get to practice offense yeah. or a different guard. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm outside yeah, yeah. of my like core game. Yeah. Whatever the hell that means. Right. Yeah. Equals rounds. Okay. It's a little bit more like, all right, we're gaming. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I roll with yeah, you. I roll sure. with you three days a week and we know how this is going to go. Kevin and... said to me the other day, he's like, I was talking about like my, sh- my thoughts going into like every roll and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, just roll. <laughs> right. Like I'm not analyzing it. No, just yeah, he's like, just roll, and, and I probably would be better. Like if I have the time, if I just rolled, you know, like why do you do all this stuff? Like so that's that. Like I, I think I don't think I used to do that. Yeah. But as I've gotten older, like I feel like, you know. Well, I I, I so. get both. Like yeah, just go and do jujitsu. But at the same time, you with a blue belt versus you with Kevin is going to be two entirely different things. Oh yeah, for sure. If you just apply jujitsu the way you would with Kevin with that blue belt he's going to have a hell of a time and he's yeah. expecting that anyway. Uh-huh. But also, can I be tactically more savvy? Can uh-huh. I say, Hey, let's work half guard. Right. It's been 10 years. Let's try some half guard with this blue belt. You know what I mean? Uh, like yeah, you got yeah, the yeah, room yeah. to work on stuff. So I guess I like that. Yeah. Just roll. But also like there's some room for analysis uh-huh. unless you're thinking about it in bed later tonight, in which case just fucking roll. <laughs> like my they, wife told me I can never complain about you should say. She's right. She said, if you ever Good complain, call. you have to quit. She told me that years ago. She's like, if you complain once, you're done. You can't go back. Is that because you were complaining? Or is it just like she saw she saw the potential? The yeah. You know, like you have a job. Complain about your job. This doesn't pay the bills. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like you said before, you're paying to go there. Like, right, you know, yeah. You're paying um, for a service. Like, you can complain about the service. Uh, yeah, how about that? The teacher today really sucked. No. That so, uh, my buddy Ray had a good point about that kind of thing. He's like, I hate when people talk about being on their grind with jujitsu or with lifting. It's like, no, your grind is your job. Yeah. The rest of this doesn't matter. Yeah. Your grind is putting food on the table. Yeah. Same kind of logic. Like, exactly. don't ever bitch about that stuff. It's all voluntary. Yeah. I've gotten much, as I said, I've gotten much better at not caring, winning, losing. That doesn't mm-hmm. bother me anymore. Like, mm-hmm. as I said, part of the Marcus thing with him and that with Siobhan and like seeing them and. Yeah. You know, like another thing that happened was big. And this is something like going back way in the beginning. And we first started chatting was when I trained once a week, I cared. But then once I started, I find the more I train, the less I care because I know I can come back tomorrow. Yeah. That's a, good, a great point about it. Yeah. Know? If you got Monday and then next Monday and next Monday, that's your only shot you. to feel good about it or to, to improve. It wears you. But if you're going to come back tomorrow, like, you know, who cares? I'll back tomorrow. Yeah. Same same guy. I'll try it again. Yeah, right. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, and you you naturally we all have like your, you know, the things I love about jujitsu. I love that like 
I can smash you. You can smash that person. That person can smash me. Right. Does that, was that the right yeah. way? Yep. Like it's, it it's not a pure hierarchy. We no. could do a circle round. Yeah. And everybody ends up losing. I remember there used to be another black belt that was at our gym. It is a pure hierarchy, by the way. I'm not going to smash you. There's no way. Shut up. But and, I, take, I take your point. There was though. another I, black, I love it. We, this is when we were brown belts, though, right? Uh, and I used to do really, really well against him. We were brown belts together. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> there was one blue belt that he doesn't train anymore. He hasn't trained in a long time. He used to just cause me. He usually didn't submit me, but it was really, really difficult for me. Like, I had to work so hard just to, like, get a submission or get a pass or something. And he was a little bit bigger than me. And then, but then this other guy, I watched him a couple times and I was like, oh my, he's like a rag doll, <laughs> like to that guy. And I was mm-hmm. like, what the hell? Like that is just like a, like, why is that guy causing so many fits? I can just cause him fits. But then he just teaches that blue belt and just like literally at will, I watched him submit him like six times. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> you know, it just makes, that, something that makes no sense to me. Yeah. But it opens up the possibility that it'll go both ways depending on yeah. the role in the day. And that's what's fun, right? Yeah. Like, there is no perfect style. There's no, you know. Because, yeah, the next body is going to be shaped different or yeah, weaker I mean, or How they grab you or whatever, whatever you know. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I don't, I, I like jujitsu. I think it's, it's, it's a, it's cultish You know, it's definitely changed my life. It gives me confidence. I stand up straighter, you know. Absolutely. Not. I don't, know. I don't have cauliflower ears, so no one believes that probably that I do it, but that's okay. <laughs> God, if that's the telltale sign, you gotta have. You don't my... have it either, do you? No, I don't try that hard. I don't. I think that's it. I'm just lazy. I just. I don't have to really. St- I do stack passes and like you know pressure passing. Mm-hmm. I think this is a disadvantage to your big guy question. This is a disadvantage of being a big guy is like. If I have your leg on my shoulder and some kind of a grip secured, it's a hell of a time. Like I'm not oh, yeah. good at it. Yeah. But just physics wise, it's a yeah. hell of a time. And I have yet to have to like fully drag my head into the back of the <laughs> knee. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's why I, I probably am not good at pressure passing because I haven't had to really do it. So you I know? got a big guy question for you. Whereas like you you probably are a scientist of a pressure pass. Like if that was your game. Mm. Like like Greg Schwalgy. Lil Greg was a pressure yeah, yeah, pass yeah. guy. And he's a scientist because he's no attributes that one would want. I only rolled him a few times. Yeah. I didn't know he was a pressure pass. He, well, that the leg over his shoulder or whatever yeah, the hell. Yeah, he, yeah. He, that was one of his key. He liked that one. It's like, dude, you're 110 pounds. Yeah. You know, it's awesome. But hence the ears. <laughs> uh, so if I roll it, I have like what I call big guy jujitsu and small guy jujitsu. The adjustment to your game, yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Do you have the same? No. I don't have that much game to work with. Mm. I I will say this. There are things like going to De La Hiva to try to tip over Big Jesse or Big Nick. Both those guys are 300 pounds. Or, That's or, insane. Or more, right? Can, yeah. So hook a De La Hiva. Even like here, like you know, Scora. Yeah. yeah, they're 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 kind of big, 240-ish or whatever. Yeah, Mike is 230, 240. Yeah. You know, they're kind of mediums. That's crazy. <laughs> Heavy or medium, me, uh, middleweight, sorry, in strongman depending on the organization and whatnot, runs to 231 or even up to 260. Jesus. So some of these, Jiu-Jitsu is like a small guy sport. Oh, yeah, Anyway, sure. even even me, like big strong dude, big legs. Okay, cool. Throwing that De La Hiva, even having the good grips and having mm. Jesse or Nick off balance, they're also just leaning in on crushing my legs down. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, I guess there's things I'm not good at enough, good enough at yet to really apply to the guys in my class, so to speak. But like, I'm still, I tried it more successfully these past two weeks than I had previously. Hmm. So it's basically like, I kind of suck at everything. I got a few things I do more often than other things. And there's a couple things. Yeah. That's what I guess that's what I'm saying. You have your go-tos. And you're kind of not great at them, but that's where you land more often. And but like I've moved cautiously into certain things with those boys, especially that small guy stuff that I'm pretending to do. Yeah. Any of that bolo stuff, it's fun though. Running a bolo under a 330 pound dude is a weird experience. That's insane. It's super weird. Like he would shatter my body. If he that's felt. T- and that's what I'm saying is like so. Yeah, I guess you kind of do. Mostly just I'm smart enough to not try it with those boys yet. Yeah. Because death. Yeah. Know? But so for me, I usually like like two tennis is my limit. Yeah. After that, I'm like, eh, I'm good. Did you see that picture of the big guys from yes. class on Monday on M Theory? Like, like the smallest one was like 210 or 190 or something. The smallest. He looks smallest because he was next to the two giant guys. But yeah, my limit. Cause I, That's smart, though. Yeah. Especially this. I, I think like I, oh, I have nothing to prove. <laughs> yeah. And, and for the most part, most big dudes don't ever ask me to rule. Only a couple days. Yeah. I think you would not from a... I guess if you and I were to roll, which we will now, I'm going to call you out one day. I think you'd be surprised. Like, yeah, I'm more. I'm trying. Originally, see, now I became your friend, and this is why. I'm no, 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 just, no. I'm just giving you. A hard but time. and like, I think if you were to ask around, like, I'm not uh, giving the business to anybody. No, I know. I've heard your. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I don't have a lot of business to give. Who's the other? Who's the guy that does the judo? I heard he is good to roll with too. The which one? He's like a judo black belt or something. Uh, big, big, big Nick, yeah, Is that Nick? he's yeah. one of the guys I'm referencing. I know he's not a black belt, but he's done judo for years, and yeah, years yeah, and yeah, years, yeah, you know. Okay, uh, very good at it, and he just, he again just moves technically sound, appreciates the weight, and can be a great partner. He's yeah, done a lot of uke, taken a lot of throws, taken a lot of falls. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's just good instincts, you know, in there, and the mm. the whole I can lean forward and make progress on my quote technique yeah. isn't going to be the approach where it's does just it, like crush does it and crush. Does it feel good when you go against someone who's in that, that group and you can just like, I can push as hard as I want. Like you said, I can lean into it. Like now I'm, I'm going to lean, I'm going to actually lean into this. Like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm grateful to say that the two guys that keep citing Nick and Jesse, we don't. Yeah. Jesse and I will, will, will do the offensive lineman thing a little bit. But like we're all kind of trying to apply jujitsu. Yeah. Like but I mean, it's just small bigger do dimensions. To each other all the time. Um, they're not going to hurt the neighbors, though. Yeah, that's true. That <laughs> you is know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we don't have a big dynamic game, but we take up space. And if that if there's true. a sweep happening, there is 600 pounds and two six foot two dudes Jesus. moving this direction. Like you know, <laughs> so it's its own like tactical thing. This yeah. is this is funny, like a, a cultural cross cultural conversation here. But no, it is. It's its own like tactical thing because it's like you know it, the the phrase Caitlin used on this podcast talking about fighters like kickboxers mm. and stuff is they have accidental knockout power. Oh yeah, you, you know they're they're forty percent swinging that leg around and landed just right and just a big heavy strong leg. You know, same I'm sort like, of thing with big yeah. bodies on the jujitsu mats. Like you kind of got to be careful. I've had the like you know where you like hit the back of your head it goes like the, the yeah yeah. I've had that happen like three times maybe in jujitsu. Yeah, and two of them were from another group. Right. And and that's what I'm saying is I've uh, I've taken a foot like I was at my the, old gym twelve times. Yeah, I've just, taken a, an errant foot just because people are scrambling and moving, and it's like, boy, my foot is not going to be well received yeah. in that situation. Yeah. You know, we were, just one heavy of them we bodies. were doing arm bars at the same time. 
Oh no! Like both slammed their heads on each other. That's not good. Yeah, and it was just like that. You know that, like the stars, right? Right. <laughs> See you're into like, the future. I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them was doing a bolo. That was the last time it happened. Oh yeah. I did a bolo, and the dude just freaked out and kicked me right, in the, right there. I had as hard as he could. Same exact experience. And actually, with the bolo, someone was yeah. looking. I think maybe Marcus was happened to be looking. He's like, he just stopped. <laughs> And he was like, dude, you just got smoked. He's like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I did like a finished around. I could just feel my heart just racing. Yeah, your body is going into yeah, fight like, or flight. I gotta go home, man. Like, I was just like, whoa. Yeah. And I've never seen the guy since, actually. Oh, really? That's too bad. Me. He was a visiting guy. No, he was weird. It's okay. <laughs> oh, he was visiting the gym, wasn't he? Uh, he was kind of in and out sometimes. Oh, sure. He's sure. one of those that thought he was amazing, but he actually wasn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, no, I'm always curious to hear about the big guy thing. because So here's the next. What do you think is the ideal jiu-jitsu weight? Um, or do you think there's an ideal jiu-jitsu I weight? think it's like Slenderman. I don't know. Who's that? This is it's like a lore, scary story thing. Tall and lanky. Yeah. You know. Like Ethan. Ah, uh, like Zach. Or like. Zach, yeah. They have the same kind of body type. Or right? like Jared, Black Arrow. Yeah. The, the skinny, doofy, mm. long-limbed large hands you know maybe mm. not gaunt or weakling but like they're slender yeah you know somebody today said uh browse you don't do triangles with those big tree trunk legs and i was like no because they have tree trunk legs my legs are skinnier less mm. muscular than ever and there's just not a lot of space mm. whereas like you long enough legs yeah. and there's space i'm all about the triangle you know this ankle is never going behind this knee. I don't, you know what I mean? Like really? within, I'm not being dramatic. I'm yeah. being hyperbolic, but like I've never, it's never happened before. Have you never oh, triangled someone before? Oh, re, well, but even drilling, like yeah. I've never even just slowly wow. worked it there. You know, it's a dimensions thing, particularly if I really want to be pure about it, I need to do it to big Nick and Jesse. Mm. They're 300 pounds. They're broad yeah. shoulders. Like it just didn't seem like the move, you know, there again, go get good at jujitsu and, and yeah. you know, tell me you're wrong or whatever. But like, it seems to, I don't know, I just, I mean, picture them, picture the, picture the famous jujitsu guys, the high level guys. There's some big fellas like a Bouchesha out there, but like Keenan Cornelius. Yeah. Even, even he's buff now, but Gordon, look at his legs. Yeah. You know, like tall, lanky seems to be the jujitsu thing. You, but taller. Yeah, no, exactly. Right. Cause you know, it's funny when you go to the tall guys, like your foot can't touch their hip. Right. So like when they want to pass a car, they just stand up, right? They just posture up. Yeah. And like you're like, what? I'm always like, what do you do? Like Sebastian, like what do you do? He there. He's a good example. He's a little on the shorter side relative to like the world yeah. or whatever, I guess. But then he can but reach he's down built and for grab you yeah. like this. He like he does that new pass where he like basically like puts his hand kind of on your chest or whatever, and he's like, you know, he's like a like bent over at the waist yeah. and it's like high enough up though that you're like what the heck yeah i can't like leverage you I up i can't kind of thing. reach the point i need to reach to create leverage against yeah, you like yeah. if where a shorter person does that like you're gonna they're gonna go airborne right right like it's it's an, so i always think that yeah like that i think like the wear and tear the 175 180 mm-hmm. then you can hang with the big guys you can hang with the small guys mm-hmm. yeah like just I, overall wear and tear is less yeah yeah you don't have to pay attention as much you know. And look at the gym. Who who are the there's a couple outliers height wise, but yeah, like mm. you say, Ethan, Kevin's in there a little thicker, but yeah. like Yeah. It's an interesting thing. I think of that a lot, like, oh that'd be I hate those guys. <laughs> 
Instead, I'm like short and skinny. I think you need to be reminded of the list of guys who roll with you and then go, fuck. You're comparing yourself to all these other black belts and looking at attributes, whereas there's this whole room full of people that just rolled with you and went, son of a bitch. Yeah, but that's life, though, right? <laughs> yes, it is. You know, you, you want to, like, going back to like my job and whatever, you want to push yourself to be the best, right? You always want to, like, I've, I've always, like, tried to have, like, not on purpose, but, you know, you want to be around people who are going to elevate you, mm -hmm. right, in your mm -hmm. life, right? Mm -hmm. That's why we went to the gym. That's why we chose yeah. this gym, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so naturally you're going to like compare yourself to that. Not but in a way of like getting sad, but you're like, mm. yeah, but I think you got to keep it balanced with the fact that like, why do I need to be the best? Yeah. And like, aren't I a version of the best? <laughs> like again, in the room here right, right now, right. you know, if but you I, get, what is that? There's something like that. That's the trees or whatever. Isn't that that saying? Um, Missing the forest for the yeah. trees, that whole bit. Like, yeah. yeah, you can look at Ethan and subtract uh, the years and look at the leverage and yeah. the this and the that. And you can also be like, also, I'm a ninja. Uh, but then, you know, you what's funny though is I feel like a lot of the guys that used to smash me, I've actually, I feel like I've closed the gap. Yeah. On a lot of guys, you know? But so then it would be interesting. It'd be the next wave, right? Like, what's going to happen when this next wave comes and we're like 50 and they're like, Dude. Well, no, the, and That's I talked about wild. this compared it to like powerlifting, like the sport mm. of powerlifting. Powerlifting is more popular than ever and it's more accessible than ever, yeah. partly due to like the CrossFit craze. Yeah. Suddenly there was barbells everywhere and mm. racks everywhere. So kids had access to powerlifting, plus it was just popular, more popular on social media and stuff. Right. You know, like I was interested in powerlifting in the dark ages where there was a woman at the meet because she's married to the guy who's <laughs> yeah. lifting in the meet. Yeah. You know, it was just 15 people, all dudes. Yeah. No, one, no one knew it was happening. Why yeah. is the gym closed today? It's like jiu-jitsu. Yeah, it, it's the same arc, but powerlifting is ahead in that there are kids in their mid-20s approaching 30 at this point who've been doing it for 15 years, much like a Marcus kind of yeah. thing. They started competing in powerlifting at 14 years old because uh. the CrossFit box mom and dad went to, there was a little club or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas like we all started when we were done with football and track and field yeah, yeah. in our 20s. Same. And so you look at the numbers and you compare to what you were hitting when you did a competition or uh. when you were that age and you're just like, what the fuck is that? Exactly. Is that even legal? Like he <laughs> lifted what? Or she lifted what? The women's numbers have gone wild. Yeah. So then, yeah, you look at the kids now, Dash and some of these other kids. Yeah. They started when they were nine. Well, you know who it is? If you watch, like, if you watch Valentino, mm -hmm. you know, like, just watch her. Tonight, yeah. she'll be there tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. If you come, watch her hips. Right. And you're like, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, I, you know, like, Guinevere is saying, right? Like, the way that they just kind of, like, and they have no clue. Yeah, no. Like, they're, and it has nothing to do with, like, like jujitsu, right? Like in the sense of like they can't, you know, like fancy. It's just it's the hips. It's like going back yeah. to playing hockey. Like it's the the stride, right? right? They have the stride, or you know, swimming or whatever like the throw. Like it's yeah. like they have that. They have you, that. You're looking at it going. You have no idea how many years it took me yeah. to create not remind <laughs> myself not even have it be ingrained just remind myself yes. to move my hips that way you're not even thinking about they, it they don't even know they're doing it yeah you're so ahead no of the idea. curve it's that we knew i think that one day i was talking because valentina's like best friends with my daughter so we we went skating and she's talking about skating or something and um you know and i was saying how like of course i can do this i started when i was really young and you know i can do this like that i'm like i don't think when i skate and she's like do you mean like something like, are you better than like my dad would be or whatever? And I'm like, hey, how old was he started jujitsu? 20 years old or 21 or something. And I'm like, exactly. Like he was old, you know, like there's still thinking. 
Even if you're the best in the world at something, when you start when you're 20, you're still thinking. You know, if you start mm-hmm. when you're five or mm-hmm. two or three, four, five, six, like there's no thinking. Yeah. Like I don't think when I skate. I don't even know how to think when I skate. Right, it just right, right. happens. Yeah. Like, just like their hips. Like there's no thinking when our yeah. hips move. Yeah. Like there never will be. When she's 40, someone be like, how do you do that? Like, I don't know. It just happens. Right. It's like when you speak English, you're not thinking to yeah, speak I'm not putting English. together the words. <laughs> like, you know, like. Well, that's the thing with the, the peak motor development years for kids is what, like 8 to 12 or 8 to 7 to 11. Like it's in that bracket. Yeah. So whatever you're doing in those years is is probably an indicator of so what's like to last come. years before puberty, right? I yeah. And I mean, and it, it, it there. This is like the research stuff it goes back to the school days. I don't remember the specific numbers, but in there, so like if your kid is playing soccer competitively, they're going to have mm. good footwork for whatever it is they go and do later yeah. on. Like those drills are just going to be ingrained in, in them. So yeah, you got this group of people looking at these kids who are ingraining shrimps yeah. into their body. Remember when the first time you did a shrimp, oh you're like, gosh. I'm doing what? My hips are moving? What? You know, it's yeah. just nonsense. Oh, that was insane. So when, you know, five years from now, when the first crop of kids who are literally children, when they started learning jiu-jitsu comes up, it's just going to be like. I mean, look at like the ADCC. Mm-hmm. Was it three of those? Those two, bro- two brothers? And there's another Rotolo guy. or whatever they're it was. They're just yeah. steamrolling everybody. And they're like 19 years yeah. old. They're all yeah. like, they're just, they're like still practicing. Some of them are still boys. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And it's like... Yeah. Till you're 25, you're a boy. Like, yeah. holy crap, man. Like, you were just absolutely... I mean, but that's professional athletes. When is it, you know, look at every pro, every other pro sport, right? Mm-hmm. All these superstars are like in their early 20s and they're just destroying yeah. in every sport. But the difference is, much like powerlifting, but jiu-jitsu, probably MMA fighting in general is, it isn't until recently did kids have access right. to those skill sets. So there's a major boom in performance, boom, yeah. boom, coming up. That's gonna make us all watch it and go, okay, that's, that's all right. funny. Okay, and look, back look at, at the, you guys. Yeah, right. It's again, great. like the powerlifting numbers. You just look at it and you're like, it's not even real. I can't even be a fan of this sport. What are they doing? This is so far above and beyond. You know. I told you if you visited my class, they all my the, my students are obsessed with the lifting. Yeah, they, they should be. Are. It's good. Yeah. More it's, people need to be obsessed with lifting or something like lifting. Uh, We're a little chubby these days. Oh yeah, in the country. So, my last question, then I'll be done. Oh, okay. Uh, I like how you flipped it. You said you were going to do this and flip it into you asking the questions. I don't know. I'm sorry. No, it's good. I love it. I was thinking this other day. I went on Wednesday and I came on Wednesday night and I was like, I was dying and I was thinking, well, how many people do you think over the age of say 30 years old are actually like push themselves to be exhausted? Do you know what I mean? Oh, zero. And I'm like, well, like we do on every class, right? This morning, think like you said, no. you're like, your ass was like, <sighs> yeah. Like, you know? and that was the third roll. There yeah. was still but three way, more. And I, and I kept, well, no, and I, and it just kept going. You felt yeah. that though, right? Right. I felt that limit. And then also and second you, layer to, continued. Yeah. Uh, very few. There's, there's a caveat there though. Cause you, again, it's this fitness. You got to set it relative to fitness levels. Mm. Like, there's people pushing the limit, like pushing themselves to exhaust, and it just happened to be eight minutes of activity. Yeah. Because it's just a very low fitness level on average in the country. Mm. And good for them. They're doing the fitness thing. Cool. The the brand you and I are talking about is is different. Oh. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy, right? I mean, and you go to essentials class and you hear the chatter amongst like new white belts. And they're 28 with a kid and 35 with two kids and a job and normal people. But they haven't done anything since high school or college. No. So like that 45 minutes of drilling and interspersed with instruction, 
that's them pushing their limit. I love it. Like the mouth. They're just not ready for the real. Yeah. Yeah. It's always just blows me away. Yeah. Yeah. Part of that is that like white belt hug thing. Like, okay, we're doing the drill. And you're like, calm down. But still though, right? It's like, it's, it's right. Yeah. It's crazy. I think of that. Like, so I think, I think there's a fair number of people pushing, going to their limit. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that that's where the limit is. That's what I mean. The limit is not there. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, so going back to like you, I always think like at the end of the day, I think we talked about this other day. No matter how much you get discouraged about jiu-jitsu or you love jiu-jitsu or whatever it is, it's like, dude, I'm 42 years old and I can do that whole class. Yeah. And there's a lot of people in that gym that are under 30. Absolutely. And I just hung the whole class like, and I didn't right. sit on the wall. And I'll right. you know, like... Well, how about this? When I said today I was kind of frustrated because I ended up sitting around out because uh-huh. the, the math was we were even numbers yeah. and the other guy needed to sit one out. That dude has a six-pack. Yeah, he he's. I think he's either visiting or has changed to our gym. Huh. But he's 160 pounds, lean, athletic looking. Huh. What the fuck, bro? The fat guy that was just be self deprecating yeah, yeah, yeah. yet again came <laughs> over, said, "Hey, Brady, you want to roll?" He's like, "No, I got to sit one out." Now I don't know. You know, it could he maybe had an injury. He's just being right, cautious. Right, right, right. You don't know. Yeah. But like, why are you sitting out, babe? Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, like yeah, 25 yeah. years old. I can see you're like lean. Like yeah. you're fit. Let's go. The clothes you know? I wear to work are like are like vacuum packed. Like they're so tight. And I always tell my students, I'm like, I work my ass off for this shit. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I may not be a model or a bodybuilder, but it looked pretty good. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear a I'm clothes. I'm pretty proud. Yeah, you know, sure. like yeah. I, I, last night I had dudes just trying to rip my head off. <laughs> yeah. A giant dude. Regardless, they didn't even it doesn't matter yeah, the size. Yeah. Like just people yeah. trying to kill me. <laughs> so yeah, I think the answer to your question is is close to zero. Like if we talk oh. about like pushing the limit, yeah, it's crazy. Because right? partly because people just aren't qualified for it, you know, physically, myself included, and relative to the cardio thing. When I yeah. first was eligible to roll, I had the right number of stripes or whatever. I right. was like, boy, it's a good thing it's mostly drilling in essentials class because I just don't have. I knew it was going to be too. That was actually part of the. Re, there's like a handful of things I've cited as to why I finally decided to move and join jiu-jitsu and one of them was i need something to motivate me to improve my cardio yeah so just don't give a shit but i have a terrible family health history and i have bad cardio okay i i can push myself to do cardio and just suck life out of your soul on a treadmill cool but i'd rather learn something while i'm being pushed in that regard another question you know let's do it when you because it's fresh in your mind Uh uh-huh when you get that those two stripes and you're going into the to the advanced class for the first time, like what is going through the typical person's mind? Do you know what I mean? Because when I started, there was no you said everyone just rolled on the first day, mm-hmm. so we didn't have like you know what I mean? it was all just clumped together as this craziness. Yeah. But now you've been like, you leave, you see people coming in, you hear about it, maybe you watch a little bit. Yeah, like when you finally you've got the second stripe or whatever. Now, okay, I've graduated. And it's just to, like walks I over. Go I don't know, to give roll. you a pat on the back, like you're in, buddy. Yeah, I don't know. If uh, like that. Or I think I, I'm probably not for like what. What is the typical person mindset? What yeah, are they like are they there? like freaked out? Are they? I like, bet that's the case. I'm going to exclude myself from that because in, in some regard, not the typical person. Hmm. Like a, an athletic monster psychologically for a long time. Hmm. 
I competed in like seven different sports. Okay. Like all through my twenties and into my thirties. And 30s. you stayed active. The and, whole time. and and so if you're the just, typical like office worker kind of person. Right. And I wasn't I was coming from a cardio deficit, but I'm a guy with an exercise physiology degree yeah. and like a twenty year athletic background. And yeah. I'm like, okay, this yeah, is you just are a, different. You this is a diagnosis and a cure or, yeah. or like a treatment. Like so it's just a plan. It's mm. gonna suck. I'm gonna hate this, but it's a plan, right? Whereas like I played football through ninth grade. Yeah, which is the average and, person. Probably. You know, I've got a couple kids and handful extra pounds these days. Like that, I, I guess I can't even relate. I mean, I can relay it to. But you going, talk to those people though. Well, going into like the gym, gym, because yeah. again, I, I worked with people who had hadn't been in a gym yeah. for thirty years for the last twenty years, fifteen years, I guess. And it's pure just mystification. You're just yeah. overwhelmed, you know, to the point where like I've had clients point to equipment after years of meeting me and like showing up on their own and doing yeah, their yeah. homework and be like, Oh, is that new? Yeah. And like, no, it's the same old shit we've always had. Yeah. It's just like, you're just like visually and like stimulation, just overwhelmed. There's people oh. doing stuff and you can't even, so I would assume given there's a combat element yeah. to jujitsu that the new, I need to find a thing now that the kids are in yeah, elementary yeah, yeah. school and I've got some free time, that person or even just you don't just even have you just like overwhelmed. out of college three or four years. I yeah, need a hobby. You got to find something again. But yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine you're overwhelmed because there's so much feedback. All right. I don't understand the words Hick I just said. Omoplata, okay, uh-huh. right? I don't understand what my partner's trying to do to me. I don't understand what I'm supposed to do. Why am I sweating so much? <laughs> I'm out of breath, but we haven't like run around. Why am I out of breath? You know what I'm saying? There's just yeah. negative feedback after negative feedback after negative feedback. You know, I couldn't imagine the high when you get in your car going home that, but you're like, Oh my God, that was insane. Now I can see why people get addicted. Right. Right. Like, but you can also see why people run the fuck away. Yeah. I, I always wonder what the numbers are like at our gym or I mean, just in, you know, what percentage people actually like make it to purple belt. You know, um, that's actually it's something I've been chatting about people with because there was a wave of purple belts recently and they're mm. all like late 2018, 2019 guys. There was like mm. six of them. And then there's like another six or more who we all started within a few months of one another. Yeah. Right. Big and class. And and it, honestly, it's going it, to it's sweet because it's going to be like almost 15 people. Oh. You know, cause and like I was chatting with a few of the guys who were like brown belts recently and it's like, oh yeah, there's two guys I remember that are here from way back when I started. And they don't even mean like the first half of that year. They mean right. roughly when I started. Yeah. So now you've got a gym that's got a dozen to 15 people inside of the next year, year and a half graduating up to that's purple belt. It. Yeah. I mean, you think of all the other blacks, like I think, what do you have, Ethan, Kevin, I think they started... They've known each other like closely since yeah. the beginning. Everybody on that bla- it, that black belt wall is also is well. thirty years of accumulation of black belts from all over the place, right? That's different than like oh, this group of people yeah. started in the first part but of the year twenty nineteen. Like how many of them? Like, I mean, everyone in general, you have a class, right? Sure, sure, okay. But like of you. that class, usually no one gets a black belt, right? Yeah. Maybe one of zero percent retention more than likely. Yeah, right. Belt. And yeah. so, like, when someone like myself makes it through, obviously, I came to the gym, but still, like, it's me. Yeah, you know, there right. were two other guys, Justin and Jaffe, who are really good friends. Yeah, they went through together. Right, and they got it. They're the product. They were a right. class. Yeah, yeah right. Like, you know, so there's so few though, right? Like, 
And that's what um, I'm saying is crazy about the 2019 guys. Sticks together, yeah. 15 guys. Let's say uh, a dozen of them go to brown belt. Like, has that happened ever? Certainly not like around here. Like, no. I'm sure there's gyms in you know, California yeah. where the gyms have been around forever. Crazy, but like, right? and it, and it and it it's a testament to like the I think the culture there. But those people individually all just uh, convening on a thing at once, and they're all quality. I mean, it's Darren yeah. and Yafim, and you know, just guys yeah. that are a pain in the ass for everybody, right? Yeah, Dan's in there. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a, a whole bunch of them, and then there's a few guys with well decorated blue belts from that year huh. or that year time span. That's crazy, right? And that, I think that'd just be the coolest thing to see how many of those guys, dare I say, us guys, because I'm in that group too, make it to black belt. Yeah. Like, is there going to be a graduating class of like 12 guys? Um, you know what I mean? That yeah. last, that make it, so to speak. It's just wild to think I about. I mean, when it. I got mine, there were four of us, right? I got ours. But we weren't in, by any means, none of us trained together. Were you uh, April me? 2019? Yeah, Enrique. Yeah. And Zach, and Zach. Zach and John. Yeah. But like, we all kind of came from our own worlds. Yeah. It was a convening of, yeah, yeah. People that he gave out, right? Where the next one was more like a, a group, right? And then the fee would have been in there, but he left, right? He he went to Prodigy. But again, and that's what happens, right? He leaves and. Well, but how about that? He's a black belt. Fee? Yeah. Now he is. He just Right. So, I mean, like, technically, oh, yeah, he had moved. Okay. Yeah. yeah, People move, but like, you made it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it would be cool. Even cooler to see 12, 15 guys in the same room for the last 10 years. You know, when I got my brown belt, 13 of us got it together. Uh, See, that's awesome. Yeah. And now. At that gym, actually training, there's zero. Two of them left. Zero brown belt? Or, or just of those guys? Of gym. All oh. of us are gone. Two of them opened the gym under that. Only two are even left underneath him anymore. Oh. 11 of us are gone. Yeah, just life moving. All that. Mm. <laughs> other stuff. A lot of other stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of crazy. So it's like there were 13 of us that got it together the same day. It was insane. That's cool. Yeah. And there again, like they're, they're, just it was like, super cool. Actually, you know, Vital the gi is Vital, like the Vital product or the Vital gi. You know, the brand. Mm-hmm. Like he, one of the co-owners, two brothers. Mm-hmm. One of the the younger brother was part of our group. Oh, okay. So that's all like why we're all the Vital stuff and oh, sure, sure. We have the connection. Yeah. We have our, the yeah. Nice plug. It is a good plug. I'm they're my friends. I didn't think. Well, yeah, they're my friends. So <laughs> I, like when we buy them, I just text them. I can send a text. Yeah, yeah, you know, and chat with them and stuff. But yeah, so like we, he was one of them. That was before they, right when they were starting it, their brand. It's called Mue, but yeah. So it's kind of crazy though. Thirteen of us. Yeah, it is. I know. Especially then, it just seems like as the years go uh, on, they'll have bigger and bigger classes. It'll be. More but I think part of the but... reason there was though was because there was nowhere to go, right? There were less places to go. Yeah. You know, so I suppose were, yeah, if you have one gym servicing twenty million, you know, and then people. a couple other gyms open, but still, it's not like today, right? Like, right. I mean, think like the academy, right? When it was just the academy, there's less room to to run away. Yeah. Where now, if you're unhappy, you just bail, right? You know, I think or that, you move. <clears throat> well, there's a different neighborhood gym. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Cool, brother. I think I think we did a good job here. Thank you. Thanks for coming on.